Hello and welcome to Season 1, Episode 10 of Blood on the Tamases, a Vampire the Masquerade Chronicle set in Oxfordshire, England, 2002. Uh, with me tonight we have... Uh, Philip, and I'll be playing Silas Shaw of Clan Bruya. Lane playing Joanne Salt of Clan Torino. Ganlos playing Theodore Penn of Clan Ventru. Now, if anybody last week has a sort of delicate disposition and me waving my hand in front of the player camera shocks you, I'd like to apologise. <laughs> certain records were broken last week. But we've, we've moved the camera this week, so it won't be a problem, I promise you. So with that out of the way, we are going to go over to a recap from the players. So last week, Silas told Sir James Douglas he had completed his task, and Sir James was less than impressed with his part in it. Adam and Velvet fed on each other, created a bond, and Joanne delivered her blood tax to the Herald. The Coterie then traveled to Reading to plant a bloodstone somewhere near Robert Weston, the Malkavian who had been bad-mouthing the prince. Once the stone was planted, the Knights of Oxford, led by the prince, arrived to deliver the prince's justice. Bloody justice. Bloody justice, the title of our new film. All right, thank you. So, last session obviously ended with um, the whole thing in Reading, and you left Reading in a helicopter with a torpid Torridor named Amanda, Amanda, who you had to deliver to to the city. As heroes do. As heroes do. So, I'm going to assume that you did those things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, although, although through it, Sars was. On the way in the helicopter, Silas was enthusiastic. On the way back, sat down, shut up, just none. Yeah, so it's worth mentioning if there is anything in particular yeah. in the way you are on the way back, it might be worth yeah, mentioning. Just... I assume that um, that Velvet will also be fairly quiet or contemplative. Um, yeah, I, mean, I think uh, it's a short helicopter ride. I will probably just uh, try to get in touch with... Um, with Isabel. Yeah. Once we hit the ground. Um, probably clean up the little room that I had been using for Eric so I can put Amanda in and she can have a, a good night's sleep away from the sun. Well, a good day's sleep away from the sun. Uh, I imagine I would untorporize her the following morning and the following evening. So you, your instruction from the prince is to bring her to him. Are you are you taking her out of torpor before you deliver her to the prince? Oh, um, mm, no. Okay. So we're going to assume, just for the kind of the purposes of things, that, that you do all of that, it's not difficult for you to deliver her body to the prince and so forth. However, before we get on with our exciting business of what's going to happen next, there is something which we didn't quite cover, which would have almost certainly happened before last session which was that joanne was doing research mm. into yeah. um august's situation and trying to look if there were any kind of uh, treatments available that would enable her to survive and she had been doing an extended test trying to do that research so what i would like you to do is make another uh, role on that extended test which is going to be intelligence and academics uh any relevant biological specialties will count So it's not a question of if you'll be able to do this. It's just a question of how long it takes you. Two. Two. All right. Now, if you remember, there was a big six-month time skip. So you can give me another roll. 
helpful. Okay. So, it's going to be probably around February, March time. No, around March, April time in the year where she is going to realise that there is, having kind of asked around and read on various papers and things like that, there is potentially a type of surgery that could help her. However, the doctor that has been known to practice it, and it's in its very much experimental stages and develop this technique, is not in the country. They're based in Sweden. Now, Joanne thinks probably that she could, with the right efforts, learn to do this procedure herself. Or she could try and manoeuvre this doctor to come here. Or she could try and manoeuvre August to go to the doctor. And obviously you may have other approaches she wishes to do, but what of those floats your boat? I think she'd probably get August to, go to try and go to Sweden. Okay. So the thing here is, is that this guy's um, waiting list is going to be full, yeah. obviously. So how is Joanne going to try and get August onto the waiting list? What's her approach? Going yeah, to be? I think the problem is, because Bex isn't here, I think she would get, like, because Velvet's got a lot of stuff in the medical industry. You try, try and, and leverage, leverage. leverage that. And okay. also... No, I don't think she'd try anything untoward. I think she would just try and go through. Through normal channels. Yeah. All right. So basically, um, this is not going as well as you want. Yeah. Uh, are there any other things she's going to try? If she just sits on the waiting list, then... As in, you can try and get her onto a waiting list, but how long that'll be, you don't know. And I can, I can let that sit and let you know when things change or if August cha condition changes. Or are you trying anything else in the interim period? She's just she's going to get her onto the waiting list and that's it okay. for now. All right. So what I'd like you to make, one, more, one last roll for me, which is simply going to be a uh, manipulation and if you've got anything like politics, you can use that. Alternatively, you can use persuasion. Uh, or etiquette. Any of those skills, they'll have slightly different difficulties. Nope, just manipulation. Okay, you can add your uh, fame dice for this One. <laughs> within the medical profession. Yep. Willpower. Two. Okay. You're in the process, but it's frustratingly slow. Yep. All right, so to bring us up to time a little bit, um, is anybody doing anything immediately afterwards? So you got back on, it was a Sunday, I believe, the 26th um, of May. So is anybody doing anything radical I need to know about? the There is a court at the end of the month, and I'll come on to that in a minute. When we come back, it's probably, what, 1.30 or something? Yeah, yeah. I ask... Miss um, Salt, is it possible to know how many people are taken to one 
A N E E R A N E A N E yeah um, in Reading tonight, given the state of affairs that we just left. Uh, Anyone who well, I can assume from what I saw as we were leaving, they're all dead. The guards that escorted us. Mr. Shaw was taking care of them, and um, and he left them in one of the offices. Uh, also, the the chief of security was in indoors, probably with the monitoring system. The, there were people that were not out in the courtyard or the the parking lot. I don't think these. I don't think the knights would have lost would have left loose ends. It is a mess for the Camarilla of Reading to fix, so I doubt the knights cared. It would be just so we have an idea of how well they clean up the mess and what sort of excuse they're using for a massacre of the sort. From what you said then, probably only two are going to hospital and if they've not completely broken them by coming out and seeing all of their co-workers completely slaughtered, they're probably going to be not right in the head for a bit. I'm not asking for a medical assessment, I'm just asking for names of people that have been ingressed tonight. Is that something within your ballpark? I don't think I could. That would require medical records. I couldn't access without risk of losing my license. How can I prevent you from losing your license and so you can get them? I don't know of a way. The laws are around medical sabotage and fraud in this country are very strict. I'm not talking about fraud or sabotage. I'm talking about checking records. Someone monitors that. Who is that someone? I'll be nice. You'd probably have to go to Reading itself and... Under the guise of a medical professional, probably not me, because I didn't want, I wouldn't want my name caught up in any of this, because that would lead directly back to us as well. You'd probably have to ask to take over their care, and then you'd be allowed access to their records. Aside from that, you'd have to break in. Any medical professional you're not fond of, of the male variety. All of the board of directors across all of the country, basically. Specifically. The... Someone that I can say I am. I'll, the... I'll give him the name of some med, like some higher up who's given me a hard time getting sure. funding at some point. You, you, <laughs> you give Theodore the name of someone who pissed you off. Yeah. <laughs> Done. And I probably all spend the... the the rest of the evening because we're going to land and then we're going to yeah. debrief... Uh, my sire, probably Finn would want a debrief, so probably... Absolutely. Go. Barnaby doesn't care. Barnaby, <laughs> Barnaby so isn't there. I'll hang, I'll hang out with Joanne. Yeah. Uh, so she can see that I'm placing Amanda into good care. Yeah. And that... So she gives me the basics of the technical jargon I would need to use the following night. Okay, so you're doing a little... Are you amenable to that, Joanne? So you're doing a, bit, a little bit of prep for your hospital shenanigans coming up. Yeah. Um, Velvet will leave quite rapidly afterwards and bid you all a good night. Um, that's great. So you've got about 
three nights or so till court. No, no, you've got till Friday till court. Um, Are you planning to go to Reading before then? uh, Yes, I plan to check on nearby morgues and uh, and hospitals from the place, anything she can help me with and Miyuki. Okay, so here's what I'm going to sell. Before you leave, whilst you're there, by the way... um, Isabel will congratulate you all on a job well done. And Finn will also congratulate you all on a job well done. Oh, he's there as well. Finn will oh, be there, nice. yes. Nice. Yeah. Um, waiting somewhat anxiously for your return. Uh, so, yes, he will be I, pleased. I give a full account of what happened. Any particular details you're trying to tell Isabel or Finn? Um, in terms of pointing anything up? Yes, that... Um... This man had a very, a very particular way of seeing the Camarilla in Oxfordshire, and he probably voiced that to many others. So, Finn looks very unhappy about this. I go if he wants me to go into the detail. That same, I mean, Robert Weston gave us that whole explanation. A few hours ago, so I can go into those. So things. you pass it on. Isabel will listen, but won't really comment much. Uh, Finn will just constantly comment, like, "Well, of course," or you know, patronizing bastard. You know, mention, I, <clears throat> I do mention the the disrespect uh, shown towards not only the prince but also uh, clans in general, as in the disrespect he showed the Bruya, disrespect he showed the Ventru. Yeah. Uh, he showed his sympathy for the Toreador, but he was disguised in pity. So not too far into this, Finn will say, I, I-, I need to go out and say, this is... Argh! And he just goes out. Okay. <laughs> and you don't see him for a while. Cool. So you go, assumably, your separate ways. Um, S- Silas, go, Silas uh, ends up... Uh... Finding some some poor some person who's uh, who's been drinking quite heavily, gives them more alcohol until he's able to <laughs> drink and, ba- and basically get drunk off of. The, yeah. Of okay. Yeah. I think that is eminently possible. You can do yeah. that without rolling. Yeah. <laughs> and you and you enjoy a sort of brief time of yeah, brief time of just escapism and go into alcohol yeah. for and it for whatever time. And it is a relief not to be in your own head. This is a fictional game. Don't drown your sorrows. No, don't yeah. don't drown your Drinking sorrows. Drinking is bad. Remember, kids, don't feed people alcohol and then drink their blood. It's <laughs> not good. Has figured that one out at least? Don't drown your sorrows in alcohol. Drown them in the tears of your enemies. All right. So over the next few nights, <laughs> one. Am I that. am I right in thinking is is Theodore going to start this before court? The looking into yes. Things? Yes. Okay. Especially because uh, it's going to be really like his thinking is. Very soon after the attack, he knows some ways in and out of Reading okay. that he had been using. He's just going to blush of health, go in, ask questions and go back. Okay, so you're trying to find out if anybody survived and also potentially if there are people who've been buried as a result mm-hmm. of this. All right, so what I would like you to do is make a resolve and investigation role. Joanne, are you helping Theodore in all If I get this? convinced... <laughs> If not, I'm staying at home alone. <laughs> are you Are you trying to convince Joanne to help you? I mean, she must come. She has to feed me all the information because if if they ask me for a, a difficult question, I go like, wait here, go out, 
Give me the answer okay. and then go back. I'm convinced that Theo really wants her to come. I'm just not convinced that Joanne is coming yet. Is Joanne coming? How are you convincing her? <laughs> I just go and pick you up. You don't know where I live? It's true. Oh, You've got a number. I, I have Miyuki call her to tell her that I'm picking her up. Okay. <laughs> it's not so super involved. Like we're going for a short trip to Reading and then back. So you will get a phone call from a very nice lady who will explain to you that uh, Mr. Penn is coming to pick you up. And where, also, is, it, where is your address, please? I will, I will give you a full debrief on how Amanda is faring. Okay. If she's interested, of course. Oh, you can tell Mr. Penn that I'll meet him wherever, if he gives me that training, or he pays someone to give me that training that I requested. I will tell him. So you'll get that message. Assumedly, you're going to meet her. I take a 22 with me. Fine. So you take a gun with you. <laughs> Who knows? It might be useful. And I mean, I already have my name, but... I just so what I'd like is a resolve and investigation roll. Uh, you can, if if Joanne is assisting, you'll get an extra die. Miyuki will give you an extra die. Great, and I rouse because I want to see. I want to figure out what happened with this. Okay. Group. Oh, oh no! It's oh. <laughs> seven successes, messy critical, and I'm debating whether or not I want to re-roll that ten. You're cool. <laughs> No, let's let's, let's make the ghouls happy, shall we? <laughs> Seven successes, messy critical. Okay. <laughs> also, oh. I need my willpower. I think I'm gonna need it. Okay. I, I definitely gonna need it. Uh, I don't go hungry. Okay. Uh, so what I'm gonna say is that. You. So in the process of this, you're going to morgues, you're going to hospitals, and you're making inquiries. Um, and as the time ticks on, Theodore is getting more and more kind of, you know, frustrated and wanting to get it done. And then, of course, you start to get a lead or something interesting in Reading Hospital itself. And using your various skills, you're able to get the person behind the desk to go the other way for 10 minutes so you can get into the office. Um, and I'll let you have that for free. And you break, you get into the thing. And then what happens is you think you see it and you literally just, because they're like locked cabinets, you just, you force the lock, you just snap it open. However, you do get access to some files. Um, but there is clear signs of, signs of tampering. There is, and... there is clear, yeah, this is a broken, the lock has obviously been forced and broken. Okay. Now, maybe someone may notice it or report it. They may not. Who knows? But it is a thing that is there. Yeah, I probably hit it with the butt of the gun or something. Yeah. And it does make quite a loud noise, Joanne, you're aware. I'm in the car. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay. I am not being related. <laughs> music, music playing happily or whatever, oblivious elsewhere. Is that scene in Monsters University where the, where the oh, mom's yeah. thing the with, mom's with like, death metal? Just like... So you will recognize the name of Vance Reed. Oh, Vance, Vance. You won't recognize his surname, but you'll recognize the name and the date he was brought in. He is currently in um, recovery after emergency surgery to try and save his leg. Um, it, you'll also see he has suffered from a horrendous amount of blood loss. Um, and the the notes that I've been very hastily put in for this. But yeah, the suggestion did is they, he's... Did they he, save the leg? Um, 
well, well, his life is he, at the moment. Are... At the moment, he is in he he's in intensive care. Um, it, I mean, you can't glean. You're not an expert at reading medical forms. Um, but what you glean is he's currently still alive, and he's recovering from emergency surgery. Whether he will fully recover is another thing. You don't know. Okay. Um. um... Just walk outside with my papers and, and tell her like you will also know from these records like where he where he is like which ward and oh brilliant thing. brilliant I go outside put everything on the car and tell yeah. her how difficult is to get like a what 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 sort of attire do I need to go into intensive care to as a patient no as a whatever I mean it's fairly easy to pick up some scrubs and a assuming how you'd do it would be fake ID. Got it. And then I go back in. Okay. And I figure out, like, I, I, I ask around as if I was like a relative where yeah. intensive care. Yeah. And then I follow someone who clearly is going to change their scrub so I know where I can get some. Okay. Um, and then you're just going to go in and mix some scrubs. Yeah, probably using compel and a little bit of feeding. Okay. Uh, I'm going to not make this into a long scene. I'm going to allow this. I don't think it's too difficult for Theodore to do this, given his skill set. So, at some point, a little bit later, in the dead of night, in intensive care, Theodore, wearing some stolen scrubs, finds himself... Maybe, maybe, maybe a, a, a um, row. Like, there is a... And an you will see, there is a bed, there is a man on the bed. You will vaguely recognise him. He looks to be in his mid-30s. He has slightly thinning blonde hair, um, and he looks extremely pale. He has lots of machinery hooked up to him. Um, you will see that he is... Um, there are kind of little bags of blood. Ooh, you think. Interesting. Um, that, are, that are hooked up there. There is also... Um, one of his legs is in some kind of cast, you will see. Um, Probably with a... Lots of yeah, with pins in and in stuff. It. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, he looks in a pretty poor state. Okay. However, when you enter, his eyes will crack open slightly. He's obviously aware you've come in, although he doesn't seem very with it. I grab the the flip the thingy. Yeah. And I, I mean, I've watched probably General Hospital or whatever. Oh yeah, you've watched some TV with so some I hospital just, stuff I just in it. Around. Yeah. And I go. Um, how are you feeling, Mr. Reed? He says, uh, hungry. And, uh, like I want a cigarette. I probably can't say that in here. Can I have a cigarette? Uh, not yet, but soon. And I put a hand in his, in his forehead. It's like, it's okay. Rest. Let me sort your food. Give me a second. And then I just turn and close the curtain. And then I feed him up a blood. That'll help him heal. Okay. So you you close the curtain behind you. You make a cut on your own flesh. And you put the blood to his lips. Something that will immediately strike Theodore is that he does not hesitate to drink from that blood. Because normally, if you give someone blood, there's a they. It's only when they start to have it 
that it begins to but he he takes it um and as he does so his eyes flicker open with a little bit more energy and he looks at you and kind of frowns um and says uh, thank you i i don't know you i lick my warm clothes have you done this before Barons? he nods who was if i may be so bold i daughter? i suppose it probably doesn't matter now well let me know and i'll let then we will see then you look familiar to me actually i think have we met before gather your thoughts in the question i'm asking have you done this before yes yes i have uh whose blood <coughs> you drank she um she was a a gangrel. Was her name Bethany? You know her? Yes. Is she safe? No. I thought so. Now, do you know what happens should you stop drinking? How long have you been drinking for? A few years. Do you have a family of your own? Not a close family. I was advised against it. Well, I'm gonna leave you to your thoughts, but ponder the possibility coming to work for me. I found interesting, commendable, your Obedience, your respect. Thank you. Do with a man like you. Thank you. How how would I find you, or will you find me? I give her the same phone that Miyuki has, not for them, but the burning one. Okay. Okay. You you give him a number. He says uh, it might be a while. He looks at his leg. Not if you get transferred to Reading uh, to Oxford. Would you like for me to make the arrangements? I I can ask as well. Tell them you have family there. All right, I'll do that. And we will take care of you. Okay. I, oh, I didn't get your name. Mr. Penn will do. For yes, the... yes, sir. Needless to say, should anyone else come... Don't mention me. I understand. Sadly, Bethany's gone. I, I understand. I will take care of you. Thank you, sir. Good evening. Then I put the board back and I leave the place. Okay. So let's... Um, so you obviously head back and I'm going to spin on to... Work. Yeah, pretty much. Although there's a couple of little things I want to handle just first. So one is that um, <clears throat> actually no, I'll come to you again in a minute. Let's go to Silas. So Silas, it is Thursday, the uh, 29th 
of May. And essentially, you are working in a, on a shoot. Yep. You're doing some stunts. There is a new stuntman who's trying to prove himself, and so he's really going for it. I would like you to make a uh, dexterity and performance specialty applies roll to see if you can stop him from outshining you on set. <laughs> Let me know if you're rousing or willpowering or anything. Depends how much you care, you know. <laughs> I will rouse. <laughs> That's a risk. I don't know why is this. This looks like it's going to be like That's Jackie risk. Chan versus Michelle Yeo in Super Cop. <laughs> They will top. They were told to stop Ooh. doing stunts that would kill He's them. He's going for it. He's Size going for it. So like essentially, this is a this is a chase sequence where they are being the stuntman for one of the monsters, and you, of course, are being Bernard, yep. and you are both running through a. So, so that is a six. Four, five, six successes. Okay. okay, so you're running basically through a kind of mock-up of an industrial site with lots of scaffolding where you're racing each other to try and get to the top faster. And there are, of course, bits of scaffolding you're jumping between and swinging around. Um, occasionally, there are other monsters that are trying to kind of get in your way that you're ducking around or, or dispatching with a single blow and so forth and so forth. As it happens, this guy is trying not so much just to beat you there, because of course you're scripted to arrive at particular times, but to outshine you in the stunts, to be more impressive, to captivate the camera. But you show that young upstart who's the boss. <laughs> and when you come back from your, with the director, everyone applauding you, and it's been a good, a good take, the director is very pleased. And the other stuntman does get a little bit of appreciation because it felt like there was just an energy to this whole sequence that was good, but but it mainly goes to you, most of, most of the credit. When you step away from the whole thing, um, there is a, a woman looks maybe in her late 40s um, who will say, um, excuse me, Silas, is it? Yes. Do you mind if I have a quick word? Sure. So she'll sort of take you aside. She's got... Um, like black hair with a like a red streak through it um and she's wearing like black trousers and a black jacket with a white top um she doesn't look the thing the reason why silas kind of pays more attention is she doesn't look like someone on a film set she doesn't look like another actor she doesn't seem like the kind of the the set crew there's just something about her that just jars with this ambience um just that was very impressive how you went up that top there. Uh, thank you. That's what I'm paid to do. Well, um, uh, my name's Inspector McAllister. And uh, I wondered if I could just ask you a couple of questions. Um, sure. What's the demand? Um, lead away. Well, I was, um, I'm looking into a disappearance, actually. And uh, Eric Matthews? Eric? I haven't seen him in years. You haven't seen him in years? No. Um, I, I understand you went to the same uh, yes. school. Yes, uh, that, 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 that we did. Plus it's, uh, it's 
with a bit with the business it's it's um it's difficult it's difficult to to keep in touch with um one person let alone the entire class although as much as we'd like to i see so you you haven't had any contact with him at all lately uh i haven't seen him no and you wouldn't know where where he is or where he likes to hang out or anything like that where he might be i like to ask around but um oh I, I was rather hoping you might uh be able to lend me some insights no i'm, I'm uh, no I, I don't because i i understand you were looking for him yourself uh don't yeah i, I was but i didn't get i I uh, didn't get very far with where, with where I got to. Oh. Again, again, it's uh, with busy. No, I understand. Well, I haven't. We, no one can find him. You see, that's the problem. No, nope. he's Nothing. he's vanished. We're quite concerned, actually. Um. So, do you mind if I ask why you were looking for him? Well, um, I occasionally try and look up to look up old friends. I know. Um, I got friend. I got one that lives that lives close, but it's just, just um. Every now and again, you try and look for one person at least. You mean like a nostalgia or looking up old friends, that kind of thing? Yeah. I see. Chloe will. All right, you are. Yeah. Can you make a... Uh, ooh, what am I going to give you? I think probably this is going to be... Um, composure. Plus bullshit. <laughs> Plus subterfuge. Mm -hmm. I think. Yep. In this case. Right. Um, <clears throat> I will branch. Okay. Now you see why I don't do this dot. Because. Uh, willpower. <laughs> Definite willpower. Even though there's a hell of a risk, I need. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and this is not a visual failure. No, but it was so close to a messy critical. Okay, so what did you get? I got one. You got one success. I got one success, or ten of the red. And... One powerful success. She says, all right, well, uh, she's about to say something else, and someone else is, like, calling you for the next shoot. And she says, oh, I see you've got to go. I'll tell you what, do you mind if I just hang around a little bit so we can... Just talk a little further. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all over, so... I'll talk, so oh, me thank you, go. much appreciated. So you go back, you do, your, you do a few more scenes, and when you finish, she is kind of waiting. Um, and as you're kind of making, assuming like you get changed and you're making your way kind of out, she says, it might not... Uh, I know you haven't seen him in a long time, but I would ask that you you think about it, about your time with him and anything you've heard. I know there might be gossip or other things going around. Yeah. Um, what did you, you... You used to be friends, you say? Uh, uh, it was more acquaintances there. there, there what, uh, what kind of man would you say he was? I'm, uh, I mean, he did was... you like him? Was he a nice man? Was he popular? Was he? He was. He was talented. He, he, no, he is talented because because I'm sure he's still around. He is talented. He's he's a, he's a very talented man. And I'm sure he, I'm sure he popped somewhere. somewhere. Talent right. that you can't hide. So he's talented. Very so, would you say that people were jealous of that talent? 
And isn't anyone jealous of town? Did you see the did you see the um, new guy earlier? He, he, he was trying. He was give do it. He was trying. Uh, to be honest, I didn't notice him. I, I thought you were much more impressive. But um, do you, can you tell me um, if there's anyone else you think might know him? Any other who were closer to him? Any friends? If you, if you were in the same social groups, even if it's from a while back. Um. I mean, there's, there's, that, there was, um, there, there was Odie, that, there was Odie, that was one. No, no, Odie, Odie's the nickname. Uh, All right, well, I'll, um, uh, I'm just going to check in with someone else, but thank you for your time, Mr. Shaw. You're welcome, Inspector. I hope, I hope you find him. I hope it's all right. Oh, I'm beginning to worry, to be honest with you. He's disappeared. And I don't think that's very fair, all things considered. No. Right, well, good evening. Good evening. So you leave her behind and you step out into the car park. Um, she's not very far behind you. And you notice something slightly odd in the car park. Kind of in the middle between where the building is, where you're standing on the step and where the, the cars are lined up, you can see a large white horse that you recognise. <laughs> um, it doesn't have a rider it does have a saddle uh, currently its eyes look to be a normal colour it is very patiently standing there looking kind of in your direction now that you think of it anything you're doing? Um, uh, I'd have to pass the horse to get my you could go around it you could go around it it's, it's a horse. Mm -hmm. Don't go not behind a building. It. Yeah, you can go around the horse. It's not. A, it, I, 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 will, I will take some time to go around. As you're starting to walk around it, you start to remember something. It's weird. And you find yourself reaching into your pockets. You pull out your phone, and in one squeeze, you crush it in your fist, and then you drop it on the floor. You're aware you've also emptied your other pockets as well. And then you walk to the horse... And a part of you does not want to get on this horse. A part of you knows that will be bad. Nevertheless, you get on the horse. Um, you, just, you just find yourself doing it, climbing on. Uh, unfortunately, you lose a willpower yep. uh, in the process. Because a part of you desperately doesn't want to, but it seems a far away part. Yep. And even as you're going, this is, no, I don't want to be doing this. You've got on the horse. And once you've got on the horse, you grab hold and secure yourself. And the horse begins to ride. And you find yourself galloping briefly along some roads and then you start to cut across country. Occasionally the horse will jump over. You will catch from your angle occasionally now the flash of red of its eyes as it moves through the darker areas away from the street lit places. And after some hours you find yourself cutting across country, across fields, heading further and further out of Oxford. You're dimly aware on some level, it's all horrifically weird, but also you're mainly sitting very calm, just holding on and everything's, you know, your body is just locked in that position. And you're pretty sure you've now left kind of Oxford largely behind. Occasionally you'll cut briefly onto a road. You will see the odd kind of country house. Um, but you've definitely moved well out of the city. Hours have gone by, you think. You haven't got an exact measure of the time that you're able to check. Um, however, 
as the sky begins to look a little less dark to you, you find yourself on the edge of Oxfordshire and you go through one final field. Um, give me a quick wits and awareness roll. <coughs> One and a skull. Okay. Um, this is not going to give you a compulsion. <laughs> I know. Sorry, everyone. I know we're trying to get a compulsion oh. in before the end of the season. Um, you find yourself in a circle of stones, quite small stone, like low stones um, around you. Make a quick intelligence. Actually, what's your intelligence in academics pool halved? One. Okay. <laughs> so you will know enough to know that you are at the roll right stones, but you will not. Mm, mm, I'll give you a roll as well, just on the off chance. No. Nope. Um, you don't remember anything more than that, but you know you are somewhere in the roll right stones, and this is a place that has some history attached to it. And at this point, you regain control of your own body. Your your hands are no longer no longer locked on the saddle and you can move I get off the horse you get off the horse I want Dominic 3 so much because the of horse snorts and then just gallops off so you find yourself standing in a field there's some quite nice views um, a circle of low stones the sky is getting light. You are beginning to feel very, very agitated. Now that you're not locked in place, you can now fully, properly panic. So what would you like to do? Uh, uh, would I have any idea about how close I am to option to uh, safety? Um, I think probably Silas does have an idea about how, like roughly, in terms of... What's difficult is you went in a very bizarre cross-country yeah. route here rather than following the roads. But you would think, you think you're probably about an hour's drive out of Oxford. Like you're in Oxfordshire, you think, but you don't think you're very, you know, you're only just Boy. in Oxfordshire. Um, and you're in a fairly countrified area. I mean, no doubt there will be things nearby. You did pass, you think, the odd, like, house. Um... You know there is a road that runs kind of east to west. That's one way. You've got basically, to, to what you think is probably the north, you can see some trees. Um, and you've got fields. You came over fields to the south. Yep. There is a road running kind of east to west, just again slightly to the north of you. Uh, you can make a, shall we say, a wits and... Um, probably just a wits roll, actually. <laughs> To see if you can recall any places of shelter on your way in. One and a skull. Okay, you think that you did pass some houses, a couple of houses to the southeast that were like at the side of the road that were quite large. Um, but there are, I mean, there are other options you could explore. You don't, th you think you have less than an hour until sunrise. What would you like to do? Uh, there's a. Um, I'll try and make a beeline for those houses. Okay. So you're just going to run towards where you think the houses were. So there, you will get yourself onto um, a road, which you'd crossed on the horse briefly. Um, so you're not having to go all the way on the fields. 
and you basically run down that road as fast as your legs will carry you. So this is basically an extended test. Yep. Every roll equals 10 minutes. Um, <laughs> and the sun is rising. So if you could make for me... I see that evil grin, Mitch. Don't think I don't see that. <laughs> could you just tell me you've done to me, chat? No, this is... Chat are innocent. Chat are completely innocent on this. The thing chat are involved with comes later. Oh, boy. This is predominantly Mitch. So... Um, with that, with that responsibility waved aside, could you make for me a stamina and athletics roll? Stamina, athletics. Rouse the shit out of this. Thousand. Hungry, hungry, Silas. Probably. Man, I gotta spend more willpower because that's atrocious. Do you realize there's a court later? I know. It's the court. The court's tomorrow. You're fine. Yeah. I mean, you know. Three. Okay. So 10 minutes go by. You run. You're aware of the sky lightning. You're aware of your... Uh, that kind of weird mixed sensation of your blood becoming somehow heavier in your veins. Your body feeling slightly sluggish. But also at the same time, some other part of you rousing and starting to be like agitated and scared and driving you forward. You can feel the edge of fear now. Can you make another one? <laughs> so, so far you've got, th how many successes? Three. Three. I got three in a skull. Okay. So, 20 minutes, you've been running for 20 minutes. You're getting hungry. How hungry are you just for the... Hunger three. You're feeling hungry. You're feeling scared. The beast. Some part of you knows exactly how long you've got until the sun is going to rise. And it is not happy. And pretty soon it's going to take over this show. So, um, as the sky is getting dangerously light... I should say, by the way... There are ribbons of cloud in the sky, but not nearly as many clouds as you'd really want at a time like this. You continue to run down the road. You are pretty sure the houses are not far away. Could you just make for me another roll? Three. Okay. Uh, all right. Can you roll me your current willpower plus two dice, please? Yep. Two. Two. Two, two, two. I think. All right. You feel like some part, you, you know, we've all had moments where we've been so scared that we've just lost it and acted on pure instinct. And you feel that happening. But somehow... You are holding it at bay in this moment because the first rays of the sun have not yet crept over the horizon, but they are moments away from doing so. You skid into, um, or you, you come to a skid at a stop, at, the, at a gate. You can see quite a large house. It looks quite well-to-do. It's got a large drive. Um, it almost looks like two houses that have been joined together at some point. Uh, currently, there are no lights on. Uh, you can see it has uh, quite a nice-looking garage. You will see it has uh, what looks like some kind of kennel. 
Um, and you're currently at the front of it. What would you like to do? Uh, try and find if there's some sort of cellar or something like that. So you're going to like run like around the perimeter of the house to look for a cellar or a, a shed or something else. Great. Uh, so, could you make me another terror frenzy check as you do this circuit of the house? One. Okay. As you run around the house, um, the first flicker of sunlight starts to come. And then, you know, nothing for a moment. Let me just roll some dice for you. What's your current hunger? Uh, my current hunger is three. Okay. <laughs> I think I know what I'm doing next week. So. I think I'm making a character. <laughs> Clean up. You wake up. <laughs> Something feels wrong. First thing is, you feel tired. You feel heavy. It feels like an effort to move, but some part of you is urging you to wake up. Some part of you is aware of a threat. Something is near you. Um, and you're in, a, you're in a building of some kind. You're aware of that. And you're huddled in a corner. Um, it's dusty in here. It's cobwebby. It's slightly mouldy. There's wood, the smell of moulded wood or mouldy wood. Nevertheless, though it is dark in here, when the door starts to open to this building sunlight you think is coming through on the other side something is coming in you do not want it here what are you going to do uh, i'm trying to go to the opposite corner away from where this door may be okay it's not a very big building but you nevertheless recoil back yep. um and you hear the giggling of two small people um as they're coming in You don't know how long you can keep yourself awake in the day. Um, They've only opened the door a little bit, but you're aware if they open the door all the way, do have it any, will be very bad for you. Do I have any idea what time it might be? You don't at this moment. You are aware, however, um, that you, you are slightly uncomfortable. You think you got slightly burnt at some point and you have one aggravated point of damage. There is, as I say, two childlike voices giggling and they're saying like, what do you think he keeps in here? And one says, I think it's a monster. And someone else says, I think, I think it's money in a special box. I am going to activate Daunt. Okay. Let me just roll for these children. <laughs> so Finn has taught you, Finn has taught you that there are ways not only to draw people to you, but also to push them away. Um, so, you you you're obviously huddled in this corner, it's quite small and in the shadows as you can be. But as the first one peeks around the corner, he says, "I think actually it's a." <laughs> and the door shuts. There are running footsteps, and you fall back into slumber. Better than terrified than dead. Can. You make for me a rouse check. Everyone for court. Is that hunger four? Okay, so Silas, you wake. You're in some kind of shed. It's night time. Um, you know that it is court. 
you don't know exactly where you are, but you know you are somewhere between Oxford, the city, and the kind of northwest border of Oxfordshire on a country road somewhere. Yeah. What would you like to do? He's just running. So you, you come out, um, you run back out to that road, and you're just trying to run back towards Oxfordshire. Always, that's all you can think of at this point. Just okay, that's fine. Forked. So he's literally just going to run for however long it takes until he gets back to the city that he knows. Is he doing anything else I should be aware of? Is he just running back? Uh, I'm, you know, uh, the, the phone's gone, so uh, he's, he's going to try and make it to Finn's because you know, uh, probably have a way to contact Finn from there. Okay, cool. So all I'm going to ask you to do is make for me a roll just to see if you can navigate back to Finn's. Um, yep. I think it probably is predominantly hunger dice, I'm afraid. Uh, thinking about your pools. Uh, if you can think of any skills you'd like to throw in that you think will be useful, you're welcome to do so, or any advantages. I'll tell you what, I will let you add a dice for the fact that Silas likes to drive around a lot. So what is the pool? So it's going to be an intelligence and we'll give you a dice for drive. Yep. A sympathy die. Sympathy die for so, navigation. Yeah, for navigation, for so, driving around a lot. So, in, in, so it's just an intelligence roll, basically. Yeah. One. Okay, so it's going to take you a while. You'll get a little bit muddled, but you will, you will start to make it back. So I will come back to you. Um, Theodore. Hunger 2. It's Knight of the Court. That one do. It's court early tonight. Or it's as usual at around 9.10ish. It's going to be as usual, kind of 9.10ish. Then I just quick stop by the office. Because I don't want to go hungry to court. Sorry, it's actually going to be more like 10 o'clock, so we're at May now. Cool. So it's obviously the sun goes down that much later. Um, so you are going to... Quick stop by the office. Quick stop by the office. Also, no problems. Also, just to check on Miyuki. Okay. Um, and um, feed off of my herd and uh, tell Miyuki about uh, the possible call of Vance. Either way, he's in intensive care and reading. So at any point, if he wants to go there and help out, he is a... An asset. So I would like her to keep an eye on him. Okay. She, uh, also she can go in and out of yeah. reading yeah. however she pleases. So Yeah, she she takes note of all of this for you, no problems whatsoever. And then I drop my hunger to one. So the court um, this time is being held at the Ashmolean Museum. And when uh, Theodore is on the way there, Isabel will say, given your performance recently on behalf of the prince, I believe that this is the time where you should formally request to be recognised into the city. Um, by whom? Um, you will... The tradition works as follows. You will 
suggest that you are ready to be recognised as a kindred of Oxfordshire. And traditionally what will happen is the prince will either accept this or not, and will most likely ask if any others within Oxfordshire are willing to vouch for you. And those who are not of your blood can then choose to do so. It is possible, though it has never happened since during my time here, that someone could speak against you joining the kindred of the city. Nevertheless, I feel that this is the time and it is fair to say that Mr. Olcott will be expecting you to make an approach. <clears throat> I have, I have faith in you, Theodore. Thanks, Isabel. Yes, um, I will do as instructed. Then, okay. Let's hope I'm deemed worthy. So, um, as I was saying, so the court is in the Ashmolean Museum. It is a very impressive neoclassical building that has grand step entrance with fancy pillars and a Greek style um, frontage. And you're, you kind of come in through a, a three-sided kind of courtyard. People are arriving. Although the court kind of opens, people kind of start to open about 10. Normally, obviously things don't properly begin until the prince arrives, which happens on prince time, whenever that is. Uh, Joanne, um, I assume you're also attending court? Yes, and when I, when I get the sense that everyone apart from the prince is here, I want to do another head count. Okay. So the thing that will strike Joanne when she does a head count is firstly that Denton is not here. Uh, secondly, that your numbers are fairly stable. Like it's normally just one or two difference. But the thing that strikes her probably most is that Silas is not here. Okay. Velvet? Velvet is present. And Silas, obviously, you are running. There is like a, a mu movie music playing dramatically. We cut occasionally back from like Silas running what, down what, roads what, and things. It? Run, Silas, run! Uh, oh, and then back. Like Benny Hill? So Theodore, yeah, you're right. Whilst you're waiting, um, someone approaches you. He looks to be somewhere in his uh, early thirties, you would think. Um, he is Caucasian. He has what looks like quite dark, kind of bulbous eyes that are very slightly too far apart, um, and he has fine kind of black hairs which stand out quite starkly on his very pale skin all well certainly his hair is quite thin so it almost looks like a they kind of blend slightly uh, but certainly over his arms they're very prominent and on his hands he's wearing a short-sleeved shirt and trousers and shoes theodore might notice he's wearing no socks <laughs> it's not cool and, and even on his ankle bones you can see the odd hair like sticking out um, and uh, he says uh, good evening might I have uh, some of your time um, absolutely break 
So you'll know this is not brick. Brick has a Mohican and a dent in the side of it. Oh, okay, okay. Um, you will actually know by now, because you've been to a few courts, you will probably know that this is um, Fabrice. Oh, How can I help you, Fabrice? Uh, well, Mr. Fabrice. Uh, it's Martin is his surname. Uh, Martin, okay. Sir, sir Mr. Martin? It's, well, uh, there's uh, something you can help me with, I'm hoping. Um, there's uh, an inconvenience. Uh, uh, let me see. Uh, something I think you... Uh, might know of, uh, a, a property uh, which I was uh, using uh, on the Planner Road, uh, given to understand that uh, you have some involvement in that property being bought. And uh, I and some of my associates have been using this building for some years. Now we cannot. Uh, it is a, a problem, and I was wondering what you might do about it. I really did when they're doing. It was a purchase. Ah, but um, a purchase should not happen. It is uh, covenants and things in place we have set up. It is not easy for uh, my clan to to do this kind of arrangement uh, to deal with uh, the world of the kind like you do. Oh, funny. But you have made my uh, my life very difficult. And uh, Let's start by getting out there. I did not know this involved you in any manner? I, I understand you are ignorant of this, um, but as you know, that does not... And secondly, I did this for someone of your clan. So... Who? Uh, someone who will want that more than you, probably? Someone who will come and Someone of my me? clan is messing in my affairs? Well, maybe. Who is this? Tell me who. Who has put you up to this? I assure you, this is a business that was conducted within the covenants that were in place. Tell me the name of this uh, clanmate and I will leave you be. Should you wish to <clears throat> find another place and require my assistance, I shall also provide. Ah, if you are offering uh, assistance to, shall we say, uh, replace this uh, haven of ours. Which doesn't come for free. Didn't come for free at the beginning. Do you think, he, he frowns, he says, ah, you are not offering your assistance, you are offering to charge me. Are you sure this is the way you wish to conduct your business, Mr. Penn? I, agree, I assure you, Mr. Martin, my services are not free. They are completely worth it. You have inconvenienced me. I would think it is the least you could do to set things right. No? No. I have done business. Is not business uh, a little give and a little take? You have taken 
And now you must give. I gave. There was a payment. He's going to try and social combat you. Yes. Ooh. I'm on the same page. Do it, do it, do it. Okay. Uh, so this is, at the moment, charisma and persuasion, I believe. Unless you wish to take a different stance. Oh, yes. Because I don't want him to know that it was Sir William behind sure. it. <clears throat> sure. Can I use subterfuge with cover-ups specialty? Um, no, I'm going to say not cover-up specialty, but you can certainly use subterfuge. Okay. Um, no, actually, no, I will let you use cover-ups. Go on. Yeah, because I have to, like, I, I'm literally trying to... You are to trying to... All the no, hang on, so no, I'll say no, because this is not covering up this. It's actually an argument about whether you owe him or not. Oh, that's okay. what the thing is. So I think that's probably why it's going to be persuasion in this case, unless you want to make it something scarier. Melek, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, he, he's saying that I owe him just because I did business and he was inconvenienced. I'm yes. saying no, and I'm not revealing any names, and he should yeah. leave me alone. Yes, exactly. So, if you'd like to make your role. It, what was it, sorry? I'll say charisma and persuasion. Charisma and persuasion arouse. Okay. Let me use one of those willpower points that I have. Okay. Four successes. Okay. Um, you meet his stare, and there is an unflinching, unyielding aspect to you. And he nods and says, as you wish, Mr. Penn. As you wish. And then he... Looks like he's backing out of this encounter. Before you leave, Mr. Morton. He comes back. Hmm? I am known for being fiercely loyal to my friends because I remember the good deeds they have done for me. That also means that I never forget someone who does wrong to me. Hmm. They say the same about my clan, Mr. Penn. Yeah. This was never meant to happen this way. Should you require assistance, I'm always happy to provide my services. If you have a grievance with somebody, I suggest you do what your clan does best. Don't blame the messenger. Look for the source. He uh, mutters something and walks away. So, Silas, you're trying to get to Finn's place, right? Yep. Uh, and you will get to Finn's place. Um, what are you doing when you arrive at Finn's place? Trying to find the phone. Okay. Uh, so you will have a key. You can get to a phone. What are you going to do when you get to a phone? Uh, try and call, try, try and call Finn. Or... Okay, so you call Finn. Yep. Uh, he will. He... Uh, you don't get Finn, but you do recognise the voice of Finn's driver. Yep. Hello. Uh, uh, is Finn available? Can I speak to Finn? Oh, uh, he's in court, but um, he wanted me to 
um, listen out for you. Where are you? I'm at his place. Uh, oh, shit. Uh, right. Do you want me to come pick you up? Uh, I'm, in, uh, I'm in bad shape. Um, well, he, he wants you at this court. Um, I'll come and get you now. Yeah. Uh, I'm aware that it's driving. You can hear the sound of someone like running on the other end of the phone. Uh, am I aware of this, uh, this guy knowing of all the details of what we are? Yes. Oh, yeah, he's a ghoul. He's Finn's ghoul. You'll know that by now. Yeah. Yeah, you know he knows. Yeah, I, I'll, yeah, yeah. So, he gets in a car, bombs over to you. It doesn't take him very long to get to you. Let me just check something. Yeah, he gets there very quickly. Um, no police tail, which is good. Um, and, yeah, he'll, he'll drive up and he'll open a door for you. He says, get in. I, I get in and go, um, have you been... Oh, He's starting to pull away. Have you been fed from recently? He stops and he pulls one of the headphones that he's got back from his ear. Um, says, what? Have you been fed from recently? He says, no. Do you mind if I take a little bit? Uh, not while I'm driving. Yeah, when, we get, when we get there, when we get there. But... Just saying. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. Because um, uh, I've been there, done that. I, I don't, I don't mind. Crash them. At least you're learning. <laughs> Silver linings and all. So, you, you, he's kind of uh, he'll he'll drive you there quite quickly. It's a little unnerving in that he wears headphones and plays music quite loudly. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to clean. And you're trying to like brush yourself off and make yourself look as presentable as possible. We got the hats all right. Um, the, the hat was probably good bit and made me clean on the way. So Wait. back in court, you will both be in court. Lots of people are gathering. Uh, let me know if there's anything you're intending to do or anyone you're intending to approach. But if not, you will start to see um, people setting up the space for the prince's arrival. It looks like it's imminently happening. And you will be aware that the herald who has been around will leave... Probably, you, you think by now, you know the, the procedure. When the herald goes, normally it means the prince is coming shortly. You pull up with a squeal of tyres. Yeah. Um, and he says, uh, right. Do you mind if I... He'll stick his arm out. And I'll try and take... Now, I believe you're on hunger four. Yes. You know what that means, don't you? Yes, I do. Okay. Well, we're all praying for you. Don't forget, you can you add your humanity dice. Yep. Look at this face. I see you just how much willpower has been burnt already. That is, it's always that is a scary thing when you burn willpower. You cannot spend willpower in this role. You know? No. But it's the whole thing of, of the willpower for the original seven dice, and that's two. Is all you need. It is, you are very hungry, and when you drink from him, just how much are you drinking? I'm going to try and take two. So to take two will take a scene, just so as you know. If you're going to do it safely, unless you want to take it quickly, then you can take it very quickly, but it will do him a point of aggravated for each point you take. Um, if you want to take a sip, as in one, one level of hunger, that is just three turns. But to feed safely for two, hunger takes a scene. You are aware you'll be pushing it to get to court as it is. 
you might turn up at the end of court if you feed on him slowly, but you will be... I'll just take one. Okay, so you, you sit upon him. That scary edge of the hunger recedes, but you still feel very hungry. But you do feel like you've got more of a grip on yourself, and you feel like you... That kind of uncontrollable urge to flick towards the nearest blood bag has gone. You just feel very hungry now. And assumedly you rush into court. So meanwhile in court, you will start to see um, people processing in, carrying the poles of the prince's uh, palanquin. The scourge will be walking in, in armor of course as ever. Uh, Chen Li will be coming in as well. Um, with much less clanking, and um, the Herald, of course, will be joining them as well. Uh, and Sir William enters with them as a group, and they all kind of begin to place down. Everyone gathers. You are, like, sneaking in at the back at this point. Um, you haven't got very far when Finn kind of grabs you and says, What are you doing? And just uh, do, do a slight shot, do a slight show of the burn. Okay, his eyes widen slightly. He says, listen, I've got word. Those fucking Ventru, right? They're going to claim that they're worthy of joining tonight. We can't be beaten by some fucking Ventru, okay? You've got to get up there, right? I believe in you. You can do this. So... um. The, the prince is placed into position right. and the herald will step forward. Good evening, kindred of Oxfordshire, and welcome to this court, which is now in session. I have the feeling that there might be some business before we move forward he looks around could it be ah yes mr riley and velvet will step forward and will basically say words to the effect of uh, thinking it is uh, ask thinking that it is their time to be recognized as a kindred of oxfordshire yeah, I will also step forward and say, I believe the deeds I have done in service of the city prove my worthy of acceptance. So feisty in the young. Well, Joanne, Olivia Salt, we will see if that is true. But first, we will attend to Mr. Riley's request, if you might step back. A little, and then he turns to um, to Velvet and says, "Let us see if the prince is in a accepting mood." And he walks to the prince. The prince has resumed his previous posture and just watches. But after a moment, the herald says. I see. And does anyone step forward to recommend Mr. Riley to our fair city? 
who we must remember performed a most excellent test of metal, most promising. And uh, someone does step forward who none of you will have interacted with, but if any of you have politics I will, uh, or politics pools, I will give it to you. Nope. You do, Theodore? Uh, yes. Okay, you will know that this individual is the Scourge's child. Ooh. Um, so for the rest of you, it is someone who is in a suit um, who has very, very pale, almost translucent skin. Um, and although they're wearing gloves, on their neck and on their face, you can see the veins, like super clearly beneath the skin. Um, and they look, it looks kind of awful. And you can see some of the bone definition or the contours, like the shadow of the bone through it. Like they could not walk down the street, but they will say, um, I, I stand for him. Oh, how marvelous. And then he looks to the prince. And it seems the prince is satisfied. Welcome to Oxfordshire, Velvet Riley. And he'll go forward. And then uh, he says, now there was someone else. Oh, where were they? And he looks around for a while. Any, uh, I hadn't stepped back, by the way. Oh, you haven't stepped back? No. Nope. Okay. So he says, Ah, yes. Joanne Olivia Salt. Let us see. And he consults with the prince. He says, It seems the prince might allow your recognition at this time, providing there is sufficient support within Oxfordshire. Let us see who will step forward for you. He looks around. There is a brief pause and then Druti will step forward and she will say, I stand in support of Joanne. He says, ah yes, the messenger. A title, Kindred, is a good thing, though she is amongst the youngest of our court officers. Is there any other? For commonly stated, it requires two. He looks around. Other people look around. And after a while, he says, Oh, dear. What a terrible shame. It seems that you have stepped forward too early. One might think you would learn when is best to step back. And perhaps be more humble. Can you make a composure plus etiquette roll, please? Two. Okay. So, so you, you got two. Okay. So can you take uh, seven superficial willpower damage halved? Yeah, I'm good. As the, uh, the herald basically snubs you in front of court. You feel the looks of everybody upon you. You obviously try to stand up to it, and, and you do keep your composure, but you nevertheless feel that wilting. You feel intimidated, not by him per se, but by the fact that everybody, the knights, 
the other kindred look upon you like and you feel it it hurts in a social way um you will also take a stain yep unless you can you have something that you'd like to throw conviction wise against me no Okay. Not the fly here. Not the fly here. Does Joanne step back or does she remain standing? For a few seconds, she remains standing, giving him a sort of fuck you look. Okay. Then, then steps back. So at the moment where he's about to say something, you step back. Because yep. he's clearly about to be like, okay, I'm going to follow this up. It but he's on. But he, he does not follow it up. He says, so, from our new coterie, we have one success. And one failure. Across the room, I look at I stare at Silas to see what his move got. It takes a while to find Silas actually, because normally he'd be up with you, mm -hmm. and then eventually you spot him like near the doors. Um, Silas, are you stepping forward? Yeah, I'll follow. Finn's gonna step forward. Yeah, you definitely feel Finn kind of yeah. urging you. Yeah, Finn does pressure me forward. Yeah. This is. Uh, yes, Silas Shaw of Clan Bruya. Did you have something to say? I believe it is my time to be recognised as a kindred of Oxfordshire. Ah, it seems this coterie like to do things together. Let us see if your luck is in. He speaks to the prince. And again, the prince seems to allow this. You will notice, those of you who are paying attention in any direction, that Sir James Douglas seems to be nodding, gives a nod. Who is looking or who, whatever. is Finn obviously is nodding all the time. Um, there is a brief pause and then Sir Gansuk will step forward and he'll come over and he'll put a hat and arm around you and he says, this one will do. And... Uh, Harold says, ah, a knight of Oxfordshire. How surprising. Welcome to Oxfordshire. Thank you. And, um, oh, sorry, I missed the detail. Important detail. Rewind a second. When, um, when Velvet is accepted, there is some quiet whooping from the back from an American accent. <laughs> it's very quickly stopped, but it is briefly <laughs> present. Yeah. So anyway, back to the present. You gotta love um, that. So you are, will walk you kind of out of the, that kind of being in the, in the firing line of court, whereupon you will meet the approval of various people's glances and things, but particularly your clan, you'll, you'll clock people like Kerstag, Felix, um, in particular, will make a point of, no comments are made about the fact that you look like a mess and, you know, like no one says anything about it. I slowly walk towards the center. Okay. Look at the herald, slight bow. Ah, Theodore Penn of Clan Ventru. I assume you wish to complete the set. Mr. Herald, sirs, my prince. I believe the time has come for me to be recognized for my actions. Having led my coterie into the resounding success of a few nights back. Ah, well, it is an interesting question as to who exactly led who, but let us consider 
whether the prince is willing to accept you. And he goes to the prince. The prince does look in your direction for a moment and then seems to make some gesture. And then he says, so, the prince is willing to hear if anyone amongst you will vouch for Theodore Penn of Clan Ventru. There is not a very long pause at all when Sir Francis will step forward and says, I will vouch for him. And uh, the Herald says, Oh, another knight, how marvellous. It seems such a claim is undisputable. Welcome, Theodore Penn, to Oxfordshire. You and two of your other coterie mates are recognised as full citizens of the city from this time forth. With all of the protections and responsibilities that that entails. What celebration, what wonder. You're kind of all dismissed from a centre space. I have one more announcement, unless anyone else wishes to disrupt proceedings. And he looks around, no one does. And he's looking Joanne's general direction to see if there's... If you can <laughs> find her, she's left. Oh, okay, okay. What, you're just leaving court? Or, or you're or you're retreating to a Barnaby I'm show. doing a Barnaby. Okay. Oh, okay, got it, got it. Okay. Yeah, so she's not immediately visible. Because there are many... Actually, this particular space has quite a few little alcoves and places you can tuck away. It's Barnaby friendly. Barnaby approved. <laughs> so you find, you find a good hiding spot. And it does feel like getting out of the heat. Because it feels hot in that space, you know. So the Herald says... If you recall, I mentioned we were looking for volunteers for the games, and I am very pleased to say that some of our young kindred have stepped forward. Congratulations to Geoffrey, Clan Ventru, and Silas, Clan Bruyer, for volunteering to take part. Oxfordshire is grateful to you both, and I am sure Sir Holder will wish to speak to you in the coming months about your training. What the hell are these games? <laughs> and then he says, and now, he says, court is in session. Do enjoy yourselves. And he will step back and things kind of break down into a more relaxed manner. Um, I immediately walk towards Sir Francis. Okay. At a respectful distance. Sure. Thank her. Thank you very much. She, uh, she says, you have redeemed yourself, and I wanted everyone to know it. I'm glad you think so. Thanks for your guidance. Yes. Things are put right now. Should anything else need putting right, you can count on me. Oxfordshire remembers. Sir Francis. And you slip Take away. my leave, go to meet with Meliore and uh, Isabel. Yes, there is happy, happy meetings. Yeah. Um, Isabel will be delighted. She is with Sir William, actually, when you oh. go to her. 
And um, Sir William will say, he says, congratulations. He says, it's clear that Isabel has done an excellent job in preparing you for your new life. Thank you. I could have done it without your help as well. He uh, nods and says, everyone needs a little guidance from their elders. He says, it is as it should be, and I'm sure when the next wave of fledglings arrive, you will be amongst those providing guidance. I surely hope so. In the meantime, let us enjoy that the spring is nearing its end and summer will be among us soon. Ah, indeed. And you regain a point of superficial willpower. Yeah. Having met your desire. Yes, finally. <laughs> it only took only ten sessions. After only ten sessions. Oh, I'm full of willpower. <laughs> That, so, that got me to fall. Yes. as Silas is being clapped on the shoulder repeatedly by lots of people um, and being given quite a fuss, and Theodore is being kissed on both cheeks, and Joanne finds someone seeking her out in her dark hidey hole. We will take a break. Was that Tom One Barnaby? You'll find out after the break. <laughs> okay. I need to pass this to you. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. I'm just going to throw it. Oh, nice. Wow, that was a that that nice throw. That was a good throw. Okay, so, um, shout outs. First of all, shout out to a new patron that we have. A new fledgling, I believe, called Scott Lyons. Lyons. I can go into more detail with Thank that. Thank you. You rock. And also... We have had someone who pulled off some serious diablery skills and went from fletchling all the way to elder. Thank you, thank you very much. Um, Aiden Keith, you are following us now at an elder level. Enjoy your voting privileges and rights on the chat. And um, we are doing the giveaway. Oh my goodness. So, chan chan chan. <laughs> For those of you who are wondering, this is the beautiful thing that somebody is about to win. And we put all of the entries into a hat for people on Twitch and people on Patreon who are supporting us. And of course, some of you on both. Um, so they're all here in Moses the Beanie. Hat. The Moses Beanie. Which I'm just giving a little yeah. shake. And then I'm not looking. I'm gonna reach in. We have people that mentioned. We have people. Oh yes, yeah, sorry. So, so we have a couple of people who support us but wish to remain anonymous. If I pull one of their names out of Moses's beanie, then I will instead declare that the winner is Jandar. <laughs> <laughs> so if I say the winner is Jandar, that and you're thinking, but I don't know who that is. Don't worry. It just means we'll get in contact with you. Yeah. To, to let you know. Yeah. Also, if you're one of those people who who asked us to remain, like that you wanted to remain anonymous, you should be rooting for a Jandar card. Yes. Mine. All right. So I've pulled out a bit of paper. I'm just going to open it now. The winner is Angarad. Yay. Hey, congratulations. Angarad. Yeah. So if you can get in touch with us, um, we will then, you know, and where you would like us to send your prize 
this unique, one-of-a-kind, Blood and Thames bit of jewellery made by the lovely Chris, brackets Amis. Um, then, yeah, we will send that to you as soon as you let us know. Um, fingers crossed before Christmas, but you never know with a Christmas post. Uh, and we'll go from there. Okay, so there was uh, more than a bit of shenanigans going on with the relationship map. But my notes, well, my phone has refused to show them. Just give me a second. Nope, my phone is dead. Hello. So. I will see if I can bring it up. Do you, do we have a question that? before I can go back to the relationship map shenanigans? Yeah, I, I feel it's appropriate to Here we ask go. that question. I got it. <laughs> uh, you got it. Yeah. So, uh, we've, so before we get the questions, sorry, Chad. Um, they cut off, Mitch. Ah. Oh. There's going to be hell to pay. Open. We added the coterie for the kindred of Reading. And they include... Well, a lot of excess. Robert Weston. Dead. Henry Stowell. Dead. Bethany Wellington. Dead. Amanda Gregory. Topo. Exactly. Um, uh, Willis. Dead. Cheng Li from the Oxford Court. So she's the trimmer that gave us the, the bloodstone. Yeah. Not dead. Not dead. Uh, we've also added a mutual blood bond between Adam and Velvet. So romantically <laughs> stupid. <laughs> Which is a new type of connection on the map. So check it out. And uh, we have also added the pictures of Seth and Wallace drawn by Cedar. So big shout out to our resident super amazing Cedar. Oh, there is another shout out actually, which is sometimes uh, for people who support us on Patreon, they get the chance to name SPCs. Mm -hmm. um, so Inspector McAllister is a character that was named by the Ghost Bat. So thank you, Ooh, thank you, the Ghost Bat. Nice, nice. Thank you for, yeah. Inspector McAllister. <laughs> She's gonna she's gonna show up more than a few times given those roles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I might have to do a little feeding. So, if Mitch has forgiven us, yes. No, he hasn't. I know he hasn't. No, oh dear. Are uh, there? Oh, he's shaking his head. Oh. Do we have any questions from chat? Uh, yeah, we have a question from Bex. Oh, hello, Bex. Bex. We miss you. Despite not being able to be here, and she asked. What is the thing you love most about Velvet? <laughs> I love the most about Velvet yeah. that we are Ventru Bros. Like that, that, that clan connection. Me or Joanne? <laughs> yes. uh, let's say you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I like the fact that he's just this abrasive social powerhouse it just goes no i'm doing this my way fuck you no. <laughs> you feel i as as as, as as a player being still uh, still it's only, it's only the second chronicle i've been part of and it's um it's still seeing the character it's it's uh, seeing that the, the whole that aspect of the person coming out and in a different way the whole how um you know how that uh, as as a character that that has come out because that's that's something new that I've no, I haven't encountered in a in a game as of yet, mm -hmm. <clears throat> which is uh, proving a fascinating experience to to kind of play off of, um, and yeah. So the thing. Uh, I, oh, sorry. Yeah, and, and I'm not at that. I'm not at that level of playing that sort of character. <laughs> I can't do that. It's phenomenal. So the, the thing I like about Velvet is that Velvet generates lots of story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> easy, easy story. Easy for story for the storyteller. Uh, any other questions? Uh, so Hida asks 
If you could take anyone from core into the coterie, who would it be? Oh! I, I have to ask again, me or Joanne? <laughs> if it were you. To... Anyone from Cord into the coterie? Sir William. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy, he would have us as his pitches. But I think he would be like a very efficient leader. Or, or substitute leader to Theodore. No, no, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah, I mean, we're missing someone with mad off your skate skills. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I think I think he'll do. I can combine both answers actually. Druti, I like her. Oh, yeah. Druti would be nice. Not better than Sir William, though. Yeah. What about you, Phil? I, I, I guess it's a good as, question, by the way. It, it is a good question. The thing is, as a player, I still want to see Douglas in action with that sword. Oh, with oh, that sword. So you want Sir Douglas to join the coterie? <laughs> for, for nice, stress-free play. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bad call. I know, but it would be fascinating. It would be fascinating. No, no. I, I no. let it with bones crushed left by no, right no. centre. But... Dude, it's, it's easier to stalk the guy until he uses the sword for the next 500 years than to have him around for a week. Oh, I know. All I know. We'll all die from action. stress. <laughs> Like um, Gangrel is in chat. <gasps> Gangrel! Hey! How are you, girl? Hey! Yeah, it's, it's, it's nice to see her. She hasn't been here for a while. Yeah, so, yeah, we missed you. Uh, she asks, what kind of merch you guys would like to see? What kind of merch would, 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 would we like to see someday? Like Blood on the Thames, yeah, Tamasis? Yeah. Okay, so actually okay. there have been many conversations about this. So let me see what they say because I already have like a few thousand ideas. Oh, Character curings? Um, uh, Bex wants to give her answer to the last question, mm -hmm. which is obviously Seth. Seth <laughs> <laughs> can be part of our coterie. He knows guns and he's fun. And he will get on with Theodore really well. No. And he will be great at covering up masquerade breaches. <laughs> he will... Yeah, yeah. He's great at that. He's very practiced. So what merch do you guys would like to see? Okay. Um, I, I, I would kind of love to see like character specific merch. So I, I would, part of me would love to see a Silas Trilby. Uh, okay. I, think that, yeah. I think that we also just uh, just uh, that that with that with that with the that with the character and um, and of course a proper Moses beanie. Yeah. Proper Moses beanie, definitely Moses beanie. So uh, head headwear mostly. I, yeah, yeah, that's 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 fair. How are I you? think your character specific stuff again, like maybe like key rings or shirts or yep. something like that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, we have I have gone through that path. It's like okay, character specific head uh, or wear uh, mm. Moses beanie, the the Silas Trilbit, but also the Katya scarf. Yes, Katya scarf. Uh, so like a, like a velvet ring or um, Joanne's gloves, things like that. Think little details that if you are in the know, you know. Um, someone said that they wanted a Moses Ghost plush toy. Ah, yes! In Twitter. And I thought, hell yes. Whenever we're famous, that's going to be a Halloween limited edition kind of thing. I, I will have so, one. Um, uh, 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 a ghost Moses and probably uh, like the um, Halloween characters, uh, bob heads, keychains, key rings, mouse pads, uh, coasters, uh, shirts, uh, a foggy plush. Yes, foggy plush. Uh, uh, foggy plush. A Fagan plush. I want. And a secure plush. 
Like all animals, plush. I want a t-shirt that says you move forward in the move, move forward. <laughs> T-shirts that say that. I will I will literally make you one. <laughs> but on our, you know, if we had a merch what, store. What, what size shirt are you? Uh, medium. Okay, I'll, I'll have one for you next session. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry, it's like Christmas. Yeah. It is Christmas. Headless gym. Headless gym. <laughs> Could yeah. be. Could, well, uh, a gym that you can detach the head. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's probably the thing where Jim, where if you do it right, where is he just all stage fucked up? Yeah. But also, give us your merch up. ideas. You never know yeah. when we're going to hit like a big pot of money and then go like, yeah, <laughs> let's do it. I'm I'm ready to hit a big pot of money. My body is ready. No, but hit us with uh, merch ideas because uh, merch is something that, well, we wanted to do it for ourselves even. And not as merch, but for example, like the Blood of the Thames hoodie that yeah. uh, Titus has, uh, having things like Blood on the Thames is related. Yeah, I'd love to see the, the Blood on the Tamsies logo on some stuff. If you get me a logo, I will do it. Like a hoodie or stuff. Yeah. Yes. So, okay, not, get noted. Me, get me an HD logo and I'm, I will do it. I'm making a note. <laughs> Next question. Uh, that's it. That's it. Awesome. Thank you. There were some top Thank you very much. questions. All right. Are we, was there any other shout outs or things? I, I think that's not. everything. Good. Okay. So you're all in court. Some of you are actually having quite a nice time. Uh, some of you maybe less so. Um, you will. You'll. Some of you may or may not be aware that uh, that Sir Wallace has come over to Velvet and taken him away also for some kind of family gathering or fun or something. So fun may not be the appropriate word to use. He's probably congratulating his child in the yes. same manner. Yes. Isabel is enjoying her. I am sure that is what he's doing. So uh, let's first go to Silas. Lots of people have been very like, yay, well done. And I knew you'd do it. I knew you would. Oh, he's growing up so fast. You know. <laughs> Um, that kind of thing. Is there anything Silas wants to do or anyone he wants to talk to during this time or is he just going to bask in the general approval? Uh, he, he, he will just make sure to, to thank Sir Gansu uh, for... Okay. Uh, so what are you, what are you saying? Because you are with... I mean, Sir Gansu will be there initially, obviously, when, when this has just happened. So just tell me what you say to Gansu. Um, uh, thank you for stepping forward to... Uh, for my, for my recognition. He says, what else could I do? You have passed the tests in the traditional way. Thank you. And then he walks off. Yep. And then I, I, and then I, and then I bask uh, for, for a while as well. <laughs> and then, look, and then probably look to make an, uh, an, uh, an appropriate time to make an exit. So you're looking for a way to get out of court. Like a, an appropriate time that will be socially acceptable yes. to leave. Okay. Understood. Yep. Um, you're not doing great right now. No, so there's no, right now. and there's no one else you want to speak to. Nothing else you want to say or do. Uh, no. Just, okay. Just. So suffice to know, at some point in all of the basking, uh, Mr. Whispers will probably very quietly just like catch your eye and be like, <laughs> um, and then go away again. And um, but otherwise, it'll mainly be a brewery affair, 
but, but they will make a fuss. Uh, so, Theodore. I can walk around them. Is, yeah, is there anyone you want to say? You will definitely get a fuss. Meliore will make a fuss, kiss you on the cheek. So, Theo. We knew you could do it. Thanks, Meliore. Um, and Isabel will be quietly proud as well. But yeah, is there anyone you're deliberately seeking out or are you just kind of doing a social rounds thing? If Sir Enolf is around. That's an interesting question. Um, I don't see, yeah, you, you can get Setanoff's eye on this night of all nights. So, okay, you approach Setanoff. Yeah. Um, he... Bow to him. You have done well. Thanks. Was the skirmish of a few nights past to your satisfaction? It was a diversion. Pleasing. I'm glad this enemy of the prince is dealt with. For my part, it was brief. There was no worthy opponent. Understood. Well, let's wish there is no worthy opponent threatening Oxfordshire. For if it shows up, he will be dealt with. They will. And it will be a glorious day. Normal chat, probably with having a conversation in the future, maybe to go and visit him so he can give me some pointers. Okay. Yeah, he vaguely seems to accept this. It's quite hard having a conversation with Setanoff because he doesn't make conversation the way most people do. He'll answer a bit and then he'll just stop talking. And then you'll say something and then he'll respond, but it's... It's not easy. It's not that it's hard exactly, but it's it's not easy. You're aware you are doing the work, but he will vaguely agree that yes, if you want to come over, he will give you. You know. Yeah, maybe maybe try to get him to share some all war stories against the Sabad in particular. That will his eyes will light up a little. That he says there'll be so. Yes. Ah. That's some sorts. And you too must have stories, yes? Yeah, not as exciting as yours, but definitely. Ah, uh, but you will make them exciting in the telling. For you are mortal at the time, I am told. Yes. They are kind. Yet you shed their blood. Yes, we will, we will talk of the past. Absolutely. Uh, I, will, I will talk to Isabel, so she helps me make the arrangements. Yes, and then send her to me. Absolutely. And I just go back and go like, um, it's well, Sir Elf wants to see you. Okay. She's, there's a brief, the briefest for Isabella pauses and then she just says, ah, of course. And then heads off. So Mingle. you do some mingling. It's quite easy. Most people seem very happy to, you know, yeah. to speak to you and, and, and welcome you into the city. And you are aware that you're treated differently. People weren't horrible to you before, but they kind of ignored you unless you came to them, and then they would tolerate your conversation. Whereas now, it's like they're looking at you for the first time, like they're taking you in properly. Okay. You, do, you do feel like a difference in respect from how you were when you, when you walked in. It's a very stark difference. Joanne. You will hear the slight rattle of a chain, but a soft one. And Alastair, dressed 
in black, looking very gothic and very pale, will come in. He, um, you will notice that uh, Thorn is with him, but in, you're obviously in an alcove. Thorn will stay back, effectively blocking the entrance to the alcove and looks like he's trying to look nonchalant, but keeping his eyes open. And Alistair comes over to you, doesn't say anything, looks back to Thorn. After a while, Thorn seems to notice, looks back. There is a, an, a shared nod and then he will join you. Are you standing, sitting? There are uh, there are seats here, but I don't know what... Probably just sitting in a chair, just... Okay. In my own head? He will... He will sit down next to you, he says. Um, and without you asking, we'll take your hand. Sorry, no, he'll hold his hand out to you, in fact. Will you take it? Yeah. <clears throat> he'll take it and then take it in his second hand and then bring it to his lips. He says, sweet, sweet Joanne. He says, such passion in your veins. Such heart. Fitting, isn't it? The ones that do all the work get stomped over while the others take the glory. I know that these are dark times for the city, but Oxford was once a domain of passion. This is where this energy in you would have been celebrated. And I believe it can come again. I've asked you before if if you might help me. And he'll raise his hands with the chains. And clearly the fact that someone of another clan, a messenger, has already come to your aid. I'm sure it is only a matter of time before another will join them in some way. Well, Sally was supposed to, but... I don't really know where she is right now. Well, she, I can assure you, has not met final death. She will return. Good. He says, it just seems that she has a lot to ponder on, and that is why she sleeps for such a long time. Things must look bleak to you at the moment, but there's something... I do not have much I can offer you, but if you can arrange for my release, it is my intention to leave Oxford. And if I did so, there is something I would give you as a parting gift. Something which may help you in your endeavours. I would need no gift. I would... Oh. To be honest, I would join you. It's, oh no. No, Joanne. Not yet. There is work that must be done here in Oxford. My very presence is a, <coughs> a thing that incites the prince to anger. It is dangerous for me to stay. But if our bloodline is to be redeemed, to take its worthy station, it needs people like you. Fresh blood who will show those in power that we should be given a second chance. But I wish to help you in this endeavour. Set me free, and I will give you a great boon that I hold 
and I will pass it into your care to do with as you see fit. Either to achieve the aims of the blood or indeed to help you establish yourself in the city. A boon held by none other. Sorry, he doesn't say held. He says, a boon owed to me by none other than Sir Enol from Bassenheim. This fucking pencil. This is greatest of <laughs> all the Ventru in Oxfordshire. I ask only that you find a way to set me free. And I will give it to you. I, intend, I intend, intended to set you free from the beginning, so... I know you did. I and will it's, I, I do not wish to... Forward. Perhaps I have been cheapened by my time here in the city. I do not wish to diminish the great kindness and passion you show me. I just mean to tell you that we still have weapons. Do not feel defeated. There is a way we can bend even the strongest here to our will, to our cause, and reinstate the clan. I will do my best. I believe it with all my heart. Now, my sweet Joanne, is there anything I can help you with? I don't think so. I think I'm just going to, for the moment, slip out at the nearest opportunity. It is wise to know when to keep our heads down. Jason is a hateful man, but he is not one to annoy yet. Time will come, but it is not tonight. Now, I cannot be seen to be gone too long, but I wanted a chance to speak with you. Be patient. Sally will survive. They will not destroy the child of Sagansuk easily. When she is back, you say she will speak for you. If the messenger will speak for you, then that is enough, no matter what they say. They can ignore your hard work, but they cannot keep you down forever. Believe it. I hope they're not treating you too badly. <laughs> they are treating me as ever they do, but I am learning the best ways to stay out of their sight at the right times. And at the moment, the court is jubilant. The prince is, believe it or not, very happy with how things have transpired. Though, well, it is not my place to judge his action. He glances around himself again. Says, I'm sure it will all work out for the best. And with that, he excuses himself. So you're looking for a time to leave. Yeah. You're looking for a time to leave. Yeah. You're having a great time. Yeah. I've mean, <laughs> been through having conversations. There's a few people I want to talk to. So you will occasionally see velvet around normally with wallace occasionally with um some of the other ventru so rafe will definitely hang out with him for a bit um is there anyone sorry is there anyone that theodore wants to have specific conversations with or are we just talking kind of making yourself present rupert. again if there are people rupert uh just to to make yourself known to him or you want to have a proper chat with him short chat okay so rupert is easy to find and indeed you will be if you like, a lot of the venture will be coming to seek you out at various points as well. So Rupert will see you and he'll say, uh, Theodore, congratulations on a magnificent turnaround. Magnificent. Thank you very much. Very impressive. Very, very impressive. So, um, 
I imagine you're planning the celebrations already. Not necessarily. This was expected. Of course it was. Yes, indeed. Of course. What was we all expected it. Dear boy, all us. I expected was my whole quarterly not making it through the wire. So I came here to ask a little favor. Or should I say, ask for you to repay a little favor. Repay a favor, you say? Yes. Uh, what uh, what do you have in mind, dear boy? Well, I was under the impression that uh, Miss Herc would be speaking for Joanne. Oh, her. Well, perhaps she will when she learns how to speak again. <laughs> She's uh, not speaking much at the moment, I can tell you. Much better. Have you noticed how nice and calm court is? How peaceful? Not as calm as I would have wanted. Could you speak for her? Should she say she feels ready? I mean, she did help you as well. Did she? It must have slipped my mind. When did uh, when did the Toreador help me? The same opportunity that Mr. Riley, Mr. Shaw and myself did. When we sorted out and got you out of a duel. I remember you and... Velvet meeting with me. Oh, you mean that she endured Sally. Well, I suppose that counts for something, but if you wish me to stake my reputation on one who has recently offended the court, then I think I would need a boon. And now that you've been recognized, you can grant one. I was under the impression that you owed us a favor. Oh, were you? I mean... Did I make an arrangement with the boon keeper on your behalf? No, or don't behalf? worry about it. I am sure that once she is fully recovered, Miss Hergs will find another way to get Sir Holder to challenge you to a duel. I wish you all the best. And I just wait there. It's basically, next time I'm going to give Sally a nudge. And I'm going to actively avoid you getting out of that. Now, are you just laying that out or are you trying to, like, break Rupert down? I don't want to break him. I want to make a point. So, yeah, if that is, if that is officially social combat, yes. Okay. Um, he will not push the issue. He will not engage in social combat. He will say, well, I suppose... I might be able to get someone to speak for her. I tell you, it won't be me. I'm not putting my reputation on the line for her. I doubt she cares. Well, quite. Isn't that exactly the problem? One does not speak for someone who does not even care for it, especially when their actions... Let us imagine that she does another business like this. Well, they won't just remember that she's responsible they'll think who actually recommended this person well the i'm hardly i can't afford that on my head not after the recent the business. reason miss salt thought she'd be ready to be recognized is because she's the one that found the whereabouts of robert weston i mean rumor must have made it through your ears by now that now dear boy it is not my fault that your coterie mate did not read the court 
And if you are so much, so keen to help her as to put me out of my way, then perhaps you might have given her some advice. Would have been much simpler for everyone involved. I have to give it to you. You are absolutely right. It was definitely untowards of her to speak. And such. obviously going forward, she will need a little bit of reining in, I think. But you're probably the best to do it. I will to your advice. speak to someone, see if I can persuade them to put a word in for her. Nothing massive. Oh, I assure you it won't be. <coughs> and he will be looking to remove himself from this conversation. Thank you very much. Okay. And I just go out making friends. <laughs> as I have been all night long. Yes, indeed. Making yeah. more friends. <laughs> you set off to make some more friends. Mm -hmm. um, okay. So the... the Oh, the evening will tick on. And... You will see um, the Herald leaves at one point. And then not long afterwards, you two, by the way, are gearing up. This is looking like the time to go. But then just before you can, the Herald comes back in. With him comes uh, Sir Holder and a man you've not seen before. And I will describe him to you. He... Is Caucasian. He looks to be in his early to mid twenties. He's quite smartly dressed. He's in a suit, but some of you, probably just Theodore tonight, will notice he's not wearing a tie and has his collar open. Okay. Uh, it's a blue suit. Uh, he has quite short, like very short shaved hair, uh, and a neatly trimmed brown beard. Um, and he is pale enough to look like Kindred. He's also not blinking or breathing. And the Herald calls court to order. It will occur to some of you when you come out that lots of people seem to have been away in little pockets having little conversations. It's been very much a dispersed court of little gatherings and chats rather than big groups. And they will all come out. And uh, the Herald says, says to the Prince, Prince Drogo... May I present to you one David Stork of Clan Ventru. He is a messenger from the court of Reading, and he has a message he wishes to deliver to you. The prince looks, makes a very slight gesture, and this man is brought forward court obviously falls silent. As somebody who's recently been under the scrutiny of the court, Joanne, you're aware of that laser-like focus now falling upon this man as he moves forward. It's not like they're actively angry with him, in all cases, but they are nevertheless not being friendly. It is like a, a wall of very old, very scary kindred, uh, and also lots of other less old, but still scary kindred. And um, But nevertheless, he seems to be composing himself fairly well and he will approach he will bow and say he says i bring a message from prince helena of reading 
there's a pause. But it's a pause that David makes, and you think it's that moment where he's, like, gearing himself up. And there are a few very quiet little murmurs, nudges, or looks that go around. <coughs> he says, Oxfordshire's kindred have disrespected the domain of Reading. They have crossed its boundaries without requesting permission. They have killed those under the protection of my prince without cause. They have caused great offence and it is clear to my prince that Prince Drogo de Barentin of Oxford does not behave in a princely fashion nor in accordance with the law of the Camarilla and therefore she challenges Prince Drogo de Barentin to a duel for his domain. Should she lose? For clearly she believes it is his intent to invade Reading, then he will be able to claim that territory. Should he lose, then Oxfordshire will become hers. The duel is declared to the final death. And then he waits. Um, can folk just... Where is your attention? On him, I want to... No, I'll wait until he leaves. So you're, you're watching the prince. No, I'm watching David. You're watching David. I'm watching the court. You're watching the court in general. Anyone in particular in the court you're looking for? I assume that after such a statement, people are going to be frozen in place. So anything that moves, anything that changes. Okay. So you're watching the court, Silas? Uh, Sars? Sars would be kind of seeing what uh, what the rationale of St. James is and what the rationale of the Prince is. Okay, so Sir James says you so he basically, so the knights, some of them start to stand up. Some of them are outraged by this statement. Some of them make like declarations of like, this is outrageous, you know. And there are kind of gasps and things. Sir James looks at the prince and says, Take the duel. You'll destroy her. Take Reading for yourself. Sir William is shaking his head and he's saying, Well, he doesn't say anything. He's just kind of shaking his head like he doesn't seem to think it's a great idea. Uh, Sir Rafe will be saying, Quite. Show those Reading upstarts. How dare they come here after what they've done. So Wallace seems to be trying to get Rafe's attention. He's trying to talking it because you're obviously watching them. They're all fairly close together. So Wallace doesn't look happy. He seems to be trying to say something, trying to get Rafe's attention, but Rafe doesn't seem to be paying that much attention. Sir Gansuk. Sir Gansuk uh, says, although not many people are listening, but you're not sure if the prince hears, but he says, it is not a good time for jewels. 
you might catch Sir Kerstag saying, hardly think she qualifies. <laughs> Too young. Um, this goes on. There's a bit of back and forth. There's a bit of banter. It actually gets quite boisterous. It's not like a kind of polite, we all take our turns. It's like some of the knights talking over each other. There is, is clearly... the knights talking or is it everyone else as well? The court in a... No one else is talking to the prince loudly. A few people will... Everyone's, like people are talking... A few people will murmur, but like, like people who don't want to draw attention. No one's talking loudly. A few people like whisper who are next to each other, but nothing. And I kind of want to... What do you want? I want to very subtly kind of try and get David's attention. Uh, not not as like a draw his attention to me, kind of like a I want to speak to you afterwards kind of thing. Okay. He will not be looking your way yet, but you're waiting for the opportunity because yeah. he's mainly watching the prince yeah, that's very carefully. Um, if I see any any like time to kind of get his attention and kind of be, do a I want to talk to you kind of motion, but very, sure. very subtly. So uh, you're here. So it's getting louder and louder. Elf, all of a sudden, who's been a bit on in, in another world suddenly he seems to get excited he says he's like do it yes and um things get louder again and then the prince makes a gesture and gradually like fairly rapidly the knights all shut up it's like it, some of them don't notice immediately but as soon as one starts to shut down they all shut down um and then the prince stands up and begins to walk quite slowly and you hear the kind of clanking of his armor he's a big monstrous thing and you think he knows it and you see david trying to not take any steps backwards you can see him trying to stand there look dignified look normal but probably if you're watching him closely you will see a little bit of blood sweat just starting to appear as the prince comes down and He says, so be it. I will duel Prince Helena. Sigan Seek, by the way, starts to move. He just starts to walk. Everyone else is sitting there, but he just starts to walk and he, um, he takes out a javelin snaps it in two continues to walk towards the prince when she is worthy of it when she meets her fourth century on that night she may come here to Oxford and I will be waiting take that message to your prince when you awaken. And he holds out a hand. And Sagansuk hands him the broken javelin. And the prince puts it through David. And sends him immediately into torpor. <laughs> and he says... Classy. Oh, sorry. There's something else. Something else. Dang it, I meant to say. Which is... Can people make a quick wit and awareness roll for me? Oh, boy. If you were watching the prince, give yourself an extra die. One, one, one. I'm looking. Two. Oh, Silas, you get it. 
You see something weird happen in the background. When the prince first, when the shouting was first going on and the prince was sitting there, something weird happened, which was off to the side, one of the people that brings in the poles. Like, it was weird. You were watching the prince and the prince seemed very fixed, very. And then all of a sudden, someone down over there just started to go really wild-eyed. Like, they were all standing perfectly still, and suddenly they kind of wild-eyed, and they started to, like, throw back their head to roar. And as they did so, the Scourge grabbed them and silenced them. You're not, Silas is not quite sure what that means, but it was weird as hell, and you're sure it had something to do with the Prince. Sure of it. Just for future reference. So, the... Sir Holder will come forward. She will give some orders and you will see Barnaby, Finn and Isabel all come forward with her and they will remove David's body. Um, and Sir Holder seems to give some instructions to the three of them. And you see Isabel being very stoic. Finn looks quite pumped. He's like, all right, right. And Barnaby just looks like, oh, please kill me. <laughs> and you will see, of, all, of the three of them, he does seem to ask something. He asks a question. Is anyone trying to overhear what it is? No? So Barnaby asks something of Sir Holder. Sir Holder gives a fairly clipped answer. And Barnaby gives a kind of, oh, I figured, kind of shrug. And then they all leave. Um, there was then kind of general chatter in the court. However, the prince does not stay that long afterwards, so you will know you can then leave if you wish. Yep. You slink away into the shadows, uh, assumedly... Yep. Um, if I'm seeing her leaving, I'm going to head out with her. So you're going to go together? Yeah, if I can. <laughs> she's, she's leaving and then... No, but as in, I think... tries to follow... Be what may. Well, he's gonna. I don't think it's. I think it's relatively easy for Silas to be leaving the the room at the same time, at similar time as you. Are you trying to say something to Joanne? She looks in a hurry. Uh, no, it's just. It's, no, it's just. Uh, no, look. How you doing? Please. It's like she stays silent, and just then just leaves. Okay. Sorry. So she leaves you. Just for reference, where are you both going after you? Have? Home. <laughs> so you're going home. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm then going to go back, go back to Finn's driver and um, see if I can arrange to be uh, to get dropped off somewhere where I can do things like acquiring a new phone. Sure. All right, and. Theodore, are there any other things you are planning? Socialising, normal stuff. Okay. So as you're staying to socialise, you will pick up on a bit of chatter and gossip about what's just happened. Mm -hmm. So how old is Prince Helena? How long until this fourth century landmark, like, you know, milestone? So people don't seem to know, like, exactly how... Who are you asking or who are you trying to find out In from? In general, because whomever tells me an answer, I will just check it later with somebody else. It's not that I don't trust them. It's like when, when people live on the centuries, it's kind of difficult to, difficult to pinpoint. But if it's going to be in the next 
12 months or 12 years or 50, it would be interesting to know the rough. So it's more the middle. It's, it's not within the next year. It's more like somewhere in the next 12 10 to 12 10 years. 10 to 12, so, uh, 10 to 15, something around that level. Okay, okay, okay. Doesn't, doesn't sound that, that so it's not imminent, far in the future. But it's not, in vampiric terms, it's not that it's far quite, in the future. Yeah, it's quite near, yeah. Um, so the general gossip, there's a mixture of gossip, but most of it just seems to be those bloody Reading upstarts. How dare they make these what things? Is Prince Helena's lineage? So you will you will learn that she uh, she does it from in, from Oxford's point of view she does not seem to be a high lineage like someone with, you know they don't they don't seem to know nor care her lineage particularly they don't seem to think it's very impressive if she even knows it um, but she is Clan Brewer that will come across but beyond that you won't know cool. Um, just familiarizing myself with the train, basically, what do people think of Reading? Have Oxford been in at odds with Reading in the past? Uh, okay, yes. So make me some kind of etiquette and charisma just to see how you fare and what you might learn about Reading and so forth. Five successes, critical win. Okay. Good roll. So you're, you're riding on your social successes. So what you'll pick up on is that um, Reading is generally seen as a... It doesn't have the kind of the prestige or the, the special unique setup that Oxford has. So like neither does it have the... Second citizen status, basically. But neither does it have the kind of the, the size and the power of, say, London. And it's kind of sandwiched between them to some degree. So it's a place, you know... There's a lot of, uh, particularly among the Ventru comments about, you know, you kind of go through Reading on your way to other places. It's a useful stop-off place mm. on the social circuit. Uh, you will pick up that there are some, there are games that are held where young kindred from the, from various cities, and Reading is one of them, will come forward to compete, and they have done well in the past. Um, but you know, one recent victory does not a reputation make, and Oxford is going to trash the next time. about? Uh, so you will get. Let's see who you might be talking to. Jeffrey. Maybe you want to talk to Jeffrey if he uh, approaches me for congratulations or whatever. He will. Yeah, he will. Yeah. So Jeffrey obviously is a very young sort of. He looks a little bit like he's escaped from Harry Potter from the kind of Malfoy family. Um, he's got a very very neat. Like you can you can measure it with a ruler parting. He's very. Um, very smartly turned out. But he looks boyish um, in his appearance and very proper. And he'll say, yeah. Oh, Theodore, it's very kind of you to, um, to ask, as it is a, a topic close to my heart at the moment. Um, well, you see, it's uh, one of the... It, it's, a, it's a matter of prestige, you see. Um, between cities um, and it's where we uh, we have competitions which are judged by the elders of the cities uh, different cities will host the games at different times and um, well uh, obviously obviously um, the, the domain of uh, Cambridgeshire 
uh, and Oxfordshire have a long standing history competition, but we sometimes allow lesser domains to, uh, to compete for, um, well, the prestige because, well, sometimes, uh, well, it's, it's good to give them a, a showing, as it were. There was a little upset, I'm led to believe, at the, the last games where Reading had a, had a victory, would you believe? But, um, when were the last games? Oh, um, well, a little before my time, um, some half century ago, I believe. And so, uh, what did the games consist of? Oh, um, numerous competitions. Uh, so there'll be um, uh, some uh, wrestling and racing, and uh, you know, uh, feats of uh, yes, indeed. Uh, there is a there is a boat race. Um, there's mm -hmm. a manner of different. Ev events and um, yes, you have individual winners. Um, normally, it is it, it is seen as uh, as a mark of true respect if one can compete in multiple events and win. Mm. But of course, sometimes you might put across more than one um, neonate to to try and maximise your chances of victory. Um, so obviously, if you were to put forward half a dozen neonates, that would be seen as cheating somewhat. Yeah. But one or two is, is quite acceptable. Maybe even three are to push, particularly if you're a lesser domain. Mm -hmm. um, so yes, I understand the training is going to be very rigorous, um, but, but I'm, I'm up for it, you know. Um, I wasn't so sportsman-like uh, in my, um, in my uh, mortal days, but that's not to say I did not have some very useful experience, and I'm sure, well, I'm, I'm, I'm sure with the... the coming years and things will put in the effort and it'll all be good. That, um, your kosher mate looks a, a strong fellow. I imagine that'll put him in the, the slower, more f punching related events. He's a capable athlete for what I'm given to understand. Yes. And, uh, I imagine I'll be involved in some of the, um, the water and the, uh, the sprinting. So then let me wish you all the best. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much, and congratulations again. You... Anything I could help you with. I'm not a sportsman myself, but I do like a little bit of fencing. Oh, really? Oh, well, um, yes, I, I might I might take you up on that. Brilliant. Well, it's uh, a bit, bit of pleasure. Likewise. And that's it. Just cool. Basic stuff. Basic stuff. It's a smooth court. Uh, there is also a general feeling of excitement. The night, you, there's quite a lot of loud chatter from the knights area about how this is going to be great, how oh, the, 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 the duel that comes up. It's been a long time since we've had a really good duel. The prince hasn't fought in, you know, in a while. In a few nights. <laughs> yeah, in a few nights. <laughs> but not in a duel in this way. Not in a duel in this way. And so that's quite exciting. It will pick up on that crit win, however. Not all of the knights share that excitement. But everyone is being very positive about the prince. Not everyone seems pleased. You think there is a, a split of opinion? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I saw uh, Sir Gansuk and, uh, and uh, Sir Wallace. Yeah, and you also think Sir Kerstag. All of them. You don't know about Sir Holder. She made no comment. She was very kind of impassive through the whole thing. Sir William seems quietly troubled, but not strongly, but that might just be him being polite. I bring it up when the car on the way back with Isabel. Sure. So, during the journey back with Isabel, what are you going to say? Hmm. She'll just say something like, I'm most successful. Eve. Oh, she no, Isabel is not in the car. She's gone. 
Oh, yes. Um, yes. But she will have made arrangements for you to get home. Yeah. Uh, then I just live in the dad in... For another time. So we will come back to your conversation with Isabel. So, Silas, yeah. I assume you're spending a while in recovery. Spend some, spend some time in recovery because is this just tonight? Tonight or just we're going out? Recovery? We're, we're going to do a little bit more depending on what happens, but I just want to see if there's anything Silas has immediately planned. Uh, other than making sure it, the car's all right. Yeah. Um, uh, new, new phone, he does want to contact uh, Joanne. Fine. Arrange uh, a little meeting if she's open to it. Okay, so one last thing, by the way, when you are leaving court, because yeah. Joanne just like leaves, um, a very gaunt, white, grey haired woman who's um, who looks very dead and is wearing a lot of black, which makes it a very harsh contrast, will approach you and say, Silas. Yes. Congratulations. Congratulations. Um, I don't think we've had the pleasure. She says, I am Meliore. Meliore. She says, I am the grandsire of your culture mate, Theodore. Oh, it's um, a pleasure. She smiles. It's not a very, she's not, she's not good at smiling, really. There's not much warmth or emotion, but she does smile quite broadly, nevertheless. Yes. And that was all, I wish to say. It is good to see new blood. Thank you. And if you ever need anything, you'll come and speak to me. Sure. You English. And then she'll laugh and look like she's considering doing so. Yeah. And then she will, she will basically come forward and she'll kiss you on each cheek. Her lips are cold. It's not very pleasant. And <laughs> I will turn, turn it. Yeah. Now, Silas has spent a lot of his time kissing people on cheeks and otherwise uh, in his life. Yeah. These, these, are, these are not even in the top hundred of the cheeks okay. you have kissed. But nevertheless, you kiss these cold, dead cheeks. <laughs> it is kind of unpleasant. But you do it. Um, and she seems pleased. And, uh, yeah, she will say, um, steady your passions. And then... Head away. So, yeah, you're spending the next few nights in recovery, sorting out. Is there anything you're trying to find out, do, or otherwise things apart from Joanne's uh, thing? Certainly, um, see, see if I can find anything about the raw white stones, uh, and also find out find out about the games and what so what sort of training I'm going to need for that. Okay. Um, so regarding the roll rights, you can make an academics and intelligence roll. <laughs> Two. Uh, so you will know that the, there are multiple parts to the roll rights, um, but the you will learn that the stone circle that you were in was called the King's Men. You will learn that there is a story connected to them, uh, where allegedly the, they were once a king and the king's knights, and that they were turned to stone by a witch. You will learn that it is a popular, well, not, not super popular, but it is a place that tourists like to go and see, and it is one of the attractions of Oxford. It's very scenic. People like to go out there. Um, and it's, yeah, it's, it's quite nice. You won't learn anything kind of mind-shattering. Yeah. You will learn exactly where it is, and you'll also learn the best route back from there, should this ever yeah. befall you again. Yeah. Um, 
Um, regarding the games, you'll pick up a lot of what Theodore picked up on. Who are you trying to learn about the games from? Uh, probably Finn. So Finn will enthusiastically talk to you about the games. <laughs> and he will also say, uh, uh, Back when I was your age, I was in the games. Oh, I'm, I'm certain you did well. Aye, I did. Though not quite well enough. Oh. Competition is steep. Especially those bastards from Cambridge. <laughs> so, uh, um, so what should we need to train? Cause I a bit of everything. I tell you, I will help you. Don't worry about that. But you need to speak to Holder. She takes this very seriously. She was uh, driving it when I was there. And uh, it's a bit of a thing of pride for her. One of the few times you see her get, you know, a bit riled up. And not you, of course. I mean, for the others. She, there's some old, old rivalry, yeah. I mean, respectful, you know. But mostly. <laughs> it's good stuff. It's good. And if you do it, if you do well, you don't have to win. But if you do well, then it impresses people. You know, it catches the eye of the right people. It's a it's tradi tradition, you know, and uh, some of the elders like. So. Yes. Of course, I don't know how things are going to go, what with the situation with Reading, you know. Yeah. I'm not sure how they're going to feel about the games and that, but I guess we'll see. <laughs> One way or another. Congratulations, though. Thank you. So, we'll have to start talking about arrangements. Yes, you know. Sir. Well, you know, you're uh, going to be setting up for yourself. And once you get that, Toriador recognise we can get the proper business of the handover on, you know. Yes, uh, that's one thing that I intend to uh, speak to her about as soon as I can. Aye, good idea. I think it's been good you've been helping out, you know. Mm. I'm not sure Barnaby does very much. I'm not sure, I'm not sure Barnaby does anything. Really. You know, it's funny you say that. I think exactly the same thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's... If, if we can make her a little bit better, more useful than, than Barnaby, then yes. I, I, oh, she's already more useful than Barnaby. I started doing things, research and all yes. that business. I, uh, I, on, that, on that alone, she should have been accepted. accepted but yeah, it's a shame that she wasn't recognised for that. Aye, it was. Well, she was partly right. I mean, you know, the messenger spoke. Yes. Dorita's quite well. I mean, she's not, she's not exactly popular, to be honest with you, but... Neither is she not popular, you know. She's one of those people that everybody thinks all right. Yeah. So it's quite a good, it's quite a good person to have speak for you because no one's going to object. Whereas you know, if someone like uh, I don't know Barnaby, although I know Barnaby, he... if someone like Barnaby was to speak for you, yeah. then I, I well, it'd look bad, wouldn't it? But also, you know, some people are some people are less lovable in court, so. There's that. I mean, you know, I know Sally asks for it sometimes, but I can understand her, you know, mm. not being a fan of Rupert. He's so slimy. Uh, how, how long is it going to be before we see Sally around again? Cause... Uh, as far as I know, they're not keeping her on top of her. They're just waiting for her to wake up. I think there's just, you know... If you ever go into Tulpa for a, a bad cause, sometimes it's not easy to speed it up, you know? Like, if you've disgraced yourself in court, you're sort of expected to sleep it off, you know? So, normally we would have probably brought her up by now, you know? But uh, 
Well, not me, but someone. But I think, well, I think the prince isn't having it. I think they just want to teach her a lesson. I mean, I know she's, she should know better, frankly. Anyway, yeah. she'll be back yes. sometime. Hard to predict to Sally. She'll come back. Uh, uh, I will do. Uh, among, among, uh, among other business, um, for, of course, when, uh, when uh, my coach officially takes over from your code raid, are we aware of the aware aware we can aware of the of the boundary line? Oh yeah, I will tell you how the boundary line is no yeah. problem. Yes, of course. Make sure we got make sure we know where that line is. Aye, we do. We know exactly where the boundary yeah. line is. Yeah, so of course. So hold is very clear. Yeah, of course. Of course, we know. I need to make sure that my full code tree is fully aware. Oh, I see what you mean. You mean to let me? Uh, aye, good idea. Yeah. You don't want them messing up and going over. Exactly. So th then we get. Or letting those situation. bastards from the north. Start exactly. trying to claim credit for our business. Yes. Aye, no, it's very good. You keep them in line, Silas. You're doing a good job. Thank you. I'll do, I will do my best. And that will that will be that. <clears throat> and then, yeah, arrange to see, see if I can arrange to meet with Joanne. So, is Joanne answering her calls or amenable to no. a meeting with Silas? So she's just <laughs> off. So okay. So what is Joanne doing if she's not answering her calls? Where for she, the what? first like day afterwards, she just stays holed up in her flat, just alone. She doesn't even let Barnaby in. <sighs> Poor Barnaby's gonna have to sleep in the streets. Hold on. <laughs> Hold everything. I need to make a Barnaby roll. Oh no. I have to Barnaby roll. So you might be aware of some kind of something going on around your door at some point, but then the noise stops. <laughs> and then she's gonna start making efforts to try and get to David. So she wants to get to David. To to make contact with him? To make contact of some kind, even if it's just to leave him her phone number or contact details or something. So the last Joanne saw, David was in torpor and was being carried back to Reading by yeah. your sire and the rest of his coterie. So what's her angle to do this? It may be a longer term plan, but yeah. what's, her, what's she going to do? I think after the first day, she's going to try and go through Barnaby first and then possibly Amanda, but that'll be like after a day or two has gone past and she's had her time to sulk. So again, Amanda is in a Amanda is in an odd position in that you know that she was lives the prince, but you That's don't know... how she's... Sure, but you don't know what's, yeah. what's happened to her. So you, you're going to wait for... A, so a day or two can pass. That's fine. Um, then you're going to speak to Barnaby. I think so, yeah. So you're going to let him back in. After the, after the day's gone past and I've had my sulk, yeah? <laughs> so you, you sulk for a night. There's lots to sulk about. You feel good. There's probably some muttering and or nasty thoughts and things. And it, you do feel a bit better for it. Um, if you unlock your door... Yeah. Let's see if Barnaby comes back the next night. Um, Barnaby will... Barnaby will return. <laughs> Barnaby will return, but towards the end of that night... Um, He uh, he says, "Hey, what was going on with the door?" I just needed to be alone for a bit. I assume you know how it is. <sighs> well, yeah, but I mean, yeah, yeah, I know how it is with you. So, are you all right? 
as alright as I can be, I guess. I've made a few decisions internally, and... Sounds ominous. Is it keep your head down like your sire told you? In a way. That's not a yes. Well, look, you're you're free now. You can you don't have to answer to me anymore. You can tell oh, me no. to fuck off and you can be as stupid as you want. It's entirely your fault. Well, that's call. the plan anyway, but I didn't get in. So what? Oh, I wasn't accepted. Oh, yeah, you weren't. Oh shit. <laughs> This is all on me. <laughs> Sorry, I um, I was uh, a little distracted. Yeah, you should you should get accepted because until you do, this shit's on me, and uh, yeah, I don't need. I believe me when I tell you I don't need any more shit than I already have on me. Um, Alistair came to me and we had a little heart to heart and. Oh yeah. I have no other way forward. I wanted to ask, would you know if there is any way at all I could get in contact with Redding's messenger? Uh... Even if just to pass my contact details on. Okay. So, because obviously you're not yet accepted and therefore I'm liable for your shit, let me just ask why you want to go and talk to the person that just pissed off the prince because he's we've still got amanda i want to see her safe okay okay so i would say it's going to be dangerous to go to reading right now i mean they're probably not very hospitable to people from here but, that said, this is like one of the only times that being a Torridor might play to your advantage. Because if they're going to listen to anybody or expect anybody to be sympathetic to them, it's us. You don't have to make any instructions or anything. I just was looking for a way forward and if going to Reading is that... Then so be it, I'll do it. I mean, if I were you, I'd wait, you know, a night or two. Because uh, I don't know how you track down him unless you go to a court there. And I'm not convinced that's a good idea. But I tell you what I'll do. I'll, um, I'll ask around. Alastair knows some people in Reading. I mean, obviously they don't talk much now, but he might at least know a number or something. I just, I want to see Amanda safely. Yeah. I body blocked her while we, while we were there and it even passed my mind to stay standing in front of the prince to do the same. Okay, okay. I, I'm going to, I'm going to give you some life advice again. I know, I know we keep doing this. I'm sorry. I, I know you hate it. I hate it too. Right. But don't, whatever you do. Don't body block the prince, okay? <laughs> just, just, just don't. It's not gonna, it's not gonna help anything. It's just gonna get you hurt, and then obviously by extension, me hurt. So, just don't. And if you've been doing stuff like this, they will notice, and it will come back to get you, like, like maybe at the last court, for example. 
I'm just saying, if, if you act like, here's the thing, right? I thought I told you this, but I'm gonna tell you again, it's important. Do what the fuck you want, right? But don't get caught and don't let them see you doing it. Because if they see you, then they get shitty. If they don't know, who cares, right? That last bit's what I'm trying to do here. Yeah, so we'll, we'll play it subtle, but I think we can maybe work something out. Just promise me you'll get accepted quick and you won't piss off the prince and you won't body block the prince. Generally, just stay out of his way or kneel. That's the best. Been trying not to piss people off, but apparently people with cars hate me. What's that? When I got hit a few nights ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because, but I think that was probably Denton. No, it was a female figure. Yeah, I mean, like puppeting someone or something there they do that kind of shit we should probably do something about when sally will deal with it when she comes back i'm sure you haven't seen him at all have you no i haven't either that worries me From i think I gather he's not officially someone of this city oh no no he's not he's not even a he's not even got a coin i mean he's He's nobody. No one knows about him. Which was really convenient, let me tell you. <coughs> yeah, he's not going to be very happy if he finds me. We should definitely keep our heads down. Great. Well, I'm, I'm glad we're having this. Um, but I'm going to... Cool. He exits from the conversation. All right, so... his room. In My your house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Goes into your studio, which is now his room, <laughs> yeah. where, where your couch is now his sofa bed. So, um, obviously that will sort of set into motion those things. So let's do a scene with you, Theodore, because you wanted to speak with Isabel. And as it happens, Isabel and Meliore want to see you. Excellent. So they will... Uh, probably at Isabel's place. Mm -hmm. um, we'll we'll meet one evening. Some... It's serendipitous because now now that I have fulfilled my desire, my new desire is to ask, like dig a little deeper into what the hell was it with the mirror? Like I have been like I have a backlog of desires. <laughs> yeah, they're they're cued. They're cued. So now it's like what 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 my reflection? What the hell? So you find yourself in Melia is very nice sitting room, comfortable chairs with some soft mood lighting. And that's about it. Uh, Isabel is sat very proper, very poised as ever. Meliori is a little bit more expansive, a little bit more relaxed. Um, but again, always, always with her, there is that feeling. It's someone who's trying to be kind of like you know, very, very kind of chill and human, and yet somehow it just looks like someone's positioned a corpse. Like it doesn't... <laughs> In a it, creepy way. It's just kind of creepy. But she seems to be smiling. She seems very pleased with you. Mm -hmm. She's definitely smiling in a direction. Um, and uh, Isabel will say, we're very pleased with how things are going. And... We're both aware that there are no doubt things you've wanted to ask. And we have sometimes said that there is a time and a place. And now that you have been recognized, 
and are a kindred under the protection of the prince. That seems a fair time to be able to, to make those inquiries. Yes, I'm glad you remembered. Well, I mean, I, I know you, you're, neither of you are gonna forget about something like Not that. you, Theo. Um, yes, I have, I must confess I've been avoiding my reflection. I, I no longer sit facing the mirror in the morning, well, in the evenings when Miyuki shaves me. Um, I'm constantly looking before approaching anywhere, even if it's in the streets, I try to avoid glass windows or doors or I keep the lights of my office bright so I don't have to see my reflection. It's 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 made me aware of that, but also I've I've struggled more and more with phones, the computer at work, even flying the helicopter you got me. Some of the electronics. We're acting in the same weird way and, and I, I know my helicopters. I know my helos and that was not a normal natural response. We wondered if that might be the case and understand that that must be disconcerting for you. Yeah, so what is the nature of this uh, curse upon our bloodline? It seems to be just ours. But when you said that... <clears throat> Let me explain. Meliro will say, yes, a, a child is afraid of the dark, but you are a man now, Theodore. Do not be afraid. And Isabel says, the nature of the curse upon our blood is different to the others. And there are certain things that I've wanted to share with you for some time now, but have not been able to. But now is the right time. Now you have proven yourself. Oh, so that's why, that's why I can feed from Miyuki uh, with, with, without the issues I thought. Oh yes, the, Ventru. the weaknesses of Clan Ventru do not have any power over you. Tell me, you still remember your time in Tokyo? Yes. What was it they called you there? How did they refer to you? Ken. Yes, and when they were being less polite? Oh, Gaijin. And as I understand it, that means you are... Not of the blood, not a foreigner, um, an outsider. Uh, yes. A lot of things. A lot of things. Foreigner. And you had to work hard indeed to be recognized. I was never recognized. Yes, precisely. That, that is why I was sent to Oxford. No matter your loyalty and your diligence, you could not be recognized as the others for something that was not your fault. There's a reason why when Amargo requested aid against the Sabbat, that it was Meliore 
that was sent and not another. Well, of course, a child of Sir Enolf, someone who's versed, well versed in the fight against the Sabbat. Meliori looks at Isabel, says, bless him. And Isabel says, that would, of course, be a very plausible reason and is the reason that we gave. However, it was not the truth. The truth was, was that Meliore had understanding of the Sabbat. Mm. Understanding that most kindred do not have. For she, and of course I, and by extension you, are not Ventru. We are of a different clan entirely. What, <clears throat> what do you mean? I mean that the curse that you bear is not the curse of the Ventru. I mean it is the curse of Clan La Sombra. And that is why you have struggled with your reflection, why certain things do not work for you as they once did. You're 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 teasing me. You're you're pulling my hair. You know me, Theodore, I would never tease you. It is worth noting that you, from your history, will have had dealings with that clan. Have killed handfuls of their just embraced fledglings. It wasn't a La Sombra Ancilla, the one I killed under, under this, the, there are the sun. practices within the Sabbat, as you refer to, that are horrific and distasteful. And not all of us share in those beliefs. Wait. So I am... The La Sombra are not Camarilla, and I have... No. You embrace me for shedding the blood of your clansmates? We are not typical members of our clan. Am I being punished here? Oh no, you are not being punished at all. In fact, I sought you out specifically as one of the few people that could understand our position and help with it. Meliore will say, as La Sombra, we would not be welcome here. But as a Ventru, well, that is different. And Sir Enolf was kind enough to make certain accommodations for us. But aren't La Sombra pretty much the Sabbat? Aren't they... Aren't, aren't they... They are, but not every La Sombra is of that same way. Isabel will say, as you know, within the venture, even within Oxfordshire, there are many different opinions, different ways of doing things. Go to another domain, the differences will grow again. It was Meliore's desire to leave the Sabbat, to leave the one that embraced her. That is not a thing that is easily done. It is not a thing the Sabbat allow. Nevertheless, that is what has happened. So what's my true lineage? 
that is complicated. You see, it is often in the nature of the spat to embrace without education, to embrace and leave. That was not my fate, she smiles slightly at uh, Meliore. Although it's not the warmest of smiles either. There's, but there's, there's obviously a number of things loaded in it. But she says, I was spared that at least. Meliore says, I was not. My sire was a stranger. I was used as a tool left to die in the wars. I have no love for the Sabbat, their ways, their attitudes. So I wanted a new life. Ms. Mill says, and here in Oxfordshire, there is a philosophy that can serve us for there are many prejudices here. Were the prince to know our true line at this time, it would go badly for us indeed. However, there are many ways to prove oneself here. Should one of us be recognised in a higher station, that could not be taken away. As time goes on, as we serve the city, our reputation becomes stronger. There oh, could be a lie. What if they find out? They must not find out. Not until we are ready to tell them. I don't think we will ever be ready. How would you feel if you find out you've been lied to for centuries? If the time does not come, then we will endure as we are, as we have done. That is why you were chosen. You are methodical, careful. You understand what it is to be the outsider. You know that you must work harder and longer than anyone else. I swore an oath to the prince. Yes, and that is why we did not tell you until now. We did not want you to look him in the eye and lie. We know... Part of that oath is that no false words shall be passed amongst my brethren. And Meliori says, ah, but at that time you were not a brother. You were nothing. I understand that I didn't lie because I was not made aware of it, but now I am. And every time I introduce myself as Alessandra to another kindred of Oxfordshire, I will be lying to them. I will be breaking my oath. Then I suggest you help us to be recognized as swiftly as possible. For that is the only way you will be able to speak the truth. You must understand this has been a long road for all of us, a hard road. We have had to make many sacrifices and still do on a nightly basis. Our existence here is dependent on the patronage of Setenoth. His favour. But we are gaining the favour of others in the city. Things are changing. 
but it will take time and work. Meleore must be recognized as a knight. Meleore says, but Seenolf is only willing to go so far. Back in square one, I'm an outsider again. Meliori says, not alone, though. You have us. That doesn't seem very comforting from her in this moment. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I show him that. Not, not to be rude, Meliori, you've been nothing but Splendid with me, but you have to understand. Um, my trust has been eroded by this, and uh, I, uh, I, if apologies if I don't seem too optimistic about the fact that I have the both of you because it looks like it's just the three of us against the tides and the world Isabel says it is and that is why we must be strong as stone how those tides. how insular is this is this absolutely tight just the three of us with the knowledge of Sir Enolf yes that is it no others know. No others can know. So if I am to need assistance in anything, or should you need assistance in anything, it's just the three of us. We can only count on each other. Well, you can count on other allies in the city. But in this matter, only us. But you will know that we will do anything for each other. We have no one else. We are family. Though, we may make some pretenses towards the Ventry. Family feels different. Yes. Family feels that it fills you up, fills your soul. Why is mine feeling empty? Why is my feeling hollow? Isabel doesn't answer this. She looks down and for, for a moment, like, she doesn't... She's normally very on point, very poised, but it's like, this does unsettle her in some way, or she looks down, looks thoughtful, and while she's doing so, Meliori gets up and um, comes to you both, puts a hand on both of your shoulders, and she says, It is the dark. It is calling to you. It's not a hole, it is a window. Look into it, Theodore. Look into it, Isabel. And then you will see your family. And that is where we will draw season one to a close. So, um, just to say for the player's benefit, and for those of you who are wondering, you might be thinking, does this guy never ever give them experience points? He what a scumbag. No. Um, so there's going to be a time jump, a, a fairly significant one, between season one and season two. 
Um, and I'm going to be giving the players uh, 15 XP to spend. Um, there are also going to be a number of other things that are going to happen uh, that I'll be talking through with individual players in terms of extra bits and bobs they may get, but also certain things that are available for them to buy with that XP that is for them only tweet, tweet. based on their actions that they've taken in the game. Um, I will also point out for the player's benefit that over the course of this time jump, Joanne will be accepted into the city, which means they will get to spend their coterie points finally. Um, on I've already told you how I want to spend mine. Yes. Uh, so I am afraid because I, had, I don't know. So we will handle all of that in the downtime. Uh, we hope that you have a wonderful Christmas. Uh, oh, yes, Christmas spirit moment. Woo! For those of you out there uh, who of course, do not celebrate Christmas, of course, our happy holidays. Happy yes, holiday, indeed, indeed. Hanukkah. Yes. Happy, Hanukkah again. Yeah, no, fair point. Have happy whatever you celebrate. Yes. Uh, I, I don't... I don't come from a culture that celebrates this, but it still is the only piece of Christmas that we have. <laughs> We're doing our best. So uh, we will be taking a slightly longer than usual break over Christmas, and we'll be back in January. I believe it's the 13th. 13th. So Monday the 13th of January. Um, we will be putting up updates on social media and on the blog and everything else. Uh, just to say uh, thank you all very much for watching. Congratulations, Angrad, for winning that yeah. sweet, sweet. Yes, we will be. Amazing one of the Thames Jewelry. Yeah, let us know your address and we will send that to you. Uh, thank you, Mitch, for all your hard work. Yummy. Thank you. Mitch. Mitch Appreciation uh, Week. And thank you to the lovely players. Thank you for our storyteller. <laughs> and on that honeyed note, uh, have a lovely break, and we will see you next year. Bye. See you next year. Thanks for watching this episode of Blood on the Tamases. If you... No, oh, I don't want to fucking do this. No, go on. You're doing a good job. Go on. Do it. I don't want to do it. Do it. Ugh. If you'd like to keep up with all the latest news, I don't know why you would, but if you did, you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook. No, I don't... Do it. Fine. Be sure to tune in Monday at 7pm on Twitch or you can catch up on YouTube and our podcast and a big thanks to everyone on Patreon and, and the Disaster Ghouls. Uh, I suppose we'll see you next time. There you go. That wasn't so hard, was it? Fuck off. <laughs>